Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the UFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Commissioner Jude Seymour and the Chief Inspector, Brendan Mecca Linden. Fellas, have you, did you guys follow the uh, the Alex Murdaugh trial at all? No. No, no. nothing about it. Like the plague. Nothing about it, right? Okay. No. So maybe, maybe, maybe this won't hit, uh, hit you this. <laughs> Hard as I had hoped. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have a terrible cough. Uh, so something you guys are just have to deal with tonight. But so obviously I'm still renovating the kitchen and I will keep saying that on every podcast, probably until July. We'll see. We'll see. So my wife, though, has been like just following this. My wife. Yeah, my <laughs> wife has been following this damn murder trial thing. Like, like all of a sudden, like the last two weeks, it's like been her big thing. Like this has been a much longer thing. She just got into it. I don't know why. At any rate, uh, just so just the other day, her and my daughter go up uh, uptown to this uh, this little boutique shop uh, to go shopping for some shit and spend money for no reason. But when they come back, they came back to a kitchen with blood sprayed everywhere. Floor, all over the new cabinets, uh, walls, appliances uh pretty much everywhere you think of there was blood uh splattered and not a person in sight pretty sure my wife shit herself within two seconds of walking in the doors of our house what had happened boys is that uh so i'm putting together uh an island and i'm putting the side panels on and I'm just kind of like you know doing my thing and uh, next thing you know, I put a fucking brad nail uh, halfway through <laughs> my index finger as I was grasping the uh, uh, the Gosh, side uh, of it. Really? And the, totally did it. Listen, did it, looked at it, and went, God damn it. God damn and then it. pulled my finger out of the brad nail. And just like, as, I, as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, man, this is long. And then as soon as I did it, it was just like. Blood everywhere. It was a fucking. It was straight out of a, out of a 1980s uh, horror flick or the series Spartacus. Which, by the way, I've never seen more slit throat scenes in my entire life uh, than watching that series. Uh, whoever was in charge of that was a genius. <clears throat> Anyways, I did. It just. It just fucking started. Fl- it just shot out everywhere. Like I was like, what the fuck is this? 
So by the time I had like kind of like stopped, like plugged up the plugged up the bleeding, and uh, went you know went upstairs and was looking around for band aids that I could not find. That you know they had came home and you know and freaked out. But here's the funny thing: like there's barely a mark on my finger. Like it went in clean, it came out clean. It really it looks like a fucking mole is all it was. And, you know, it stopped bleeding pretty quickly, but the blood that did come out, I mean, I won't say I was feeling woozy, but looking around, like I lost enough blood where maybe I should have felt woozy. I don't know. So it's been, it was, a, it was an, it was, a, it was a fun time, you know, but just the fact that she had been watching all this, uh, you know, husband kills wife comes home, whatever, whatever bullshit <laughs> brains on the sidewalk, uh, thing that was going on, yada, yada. Walking into that uh, that hot mess uh, was truly the highlight of my last weekend. So you're okay. Congratulations on on not dying. Um, yeah. No, it's it's fine. Like it doesn't even hurt. Like it's it, it literally like I'm telling you, it looks like a fucking like a mole on my fi- on my index finger, and I'm just I have no I don't know how it didn't it didn't bruise up or anything. I mean, it went in probably, I want to say maybe three quarters of an inch. And that's what I mean, she it said. Went, yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's generous. Uh, <laughs> went in and, uh, and just like, like I said, I looked at it for a second. It's like, cause I didn't uh, automatically move my hand away. It went in and went, son of a bitch, you know, it just kind of like just pulled that finger out. It was like, oh man, that thing's still in there. Get it out. And it was just like, psh, psh. So that's pretty wild. So, so you're saying it's like a Bob Diaco defense. It, it bent, but it didn't break. Oh, uh, I don't know if my, my index finger has any breastfeeding stories, but, uh, but I could ask him later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, everybody. Welcome to the program. We are true boys. We are truly at the, uh, the, I'm just gonna I'm gonna reach up on this shelf and pull myself up and reach even farther up on the shelf to come up with some bullshit uh, to talk about. There is like there is zip zada unless you just want to run through some some complete nonsense. By all means, go ahead. the The Notre Dame football news is lean. It is lean cuisine time, gentlemen. No, this this is this is the season, man. This is this oh, is, is this is talk season. This is definitely our time to shine, which I I do appreciate because we don't go up and reach on the on the third different shelf uh, for nonsense and make something out of nothing. Which so is you're what saying, uh, and this like is like I'm recently you... visiting Texas A&M this weekend. Uh-huh. 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 That's clear. Oh uh-huh. uh, well, I mean, it was reported. I love was- those things because. I love those things because I love to like, I love people getting mad about not being able to read. Well, you know, reading's very difficult. You know, this it is, is, uh, it is difficult. This is difficult. You know, what's it's great? A med- what's it's great a metric. I never, I never even followed up to find out anything else about that afterwards. Didn't, I don't care. Did he it have was fun? reported by a Texas A&M beat writer. I, you know, was that was that was all I was. That's all I had to say on the matter. All about he, the seven on seven we had along the way. 
you know, yeah. he he had a seven on seven um, tournament down at uh, College Station. Uh, very important seven on seven football. I got to tell you, very important. Can't schedule that that trip to Notre Dame in March with all the visitors coming in because there are some intense, very important seven on seven tournaments going on. So uh, <laughs> did I tell you guys that I was called immoral and not by just one person for for for, for publishing that story? Which it said, I think the title said uh, CJ Carr reportedly visiting Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah, yeah. My morals are in. I mean, I dude, I am in danger of burning in hell for eternity uh, for that. Like, CJ CJ Carr is going to look at the headline of your article and he's going to uh, say, "Fuck Notre Dame." I'm just going to stay down here in College Station and play for Jimbo Fisher. Cause look at how good of a job Jimbo Fisher has done. <laughs> I love Bobby Petrino. I love Bobby Petrino, and if there's any program that has done less with it's more, more stable than Texas A&M, you find you find it for me. Since Johnny Manziel graduated, I'd like to know a program that has had a shittier run of quarterbacks than Texas A&M. I'll hang up and listen, because at least we can oh hang our hat on God. Ian Book and Sean Kaiser. But man, you go look at that list of Texas A&M quarterbacks, and it is a It truly is prime. Yeah. So I'll tell you that that uh, that story, man. That was, and it was almost to a. It was ninety nine percent Facebook users. Twitter users didn't bother with with slapping. No me one with one did. Bullshit. I, and I and I, I responded oh. to one where I just oh. like oh no no second well, no, line. No, no. The- that's a fucking psycho. That's just some that's just some psycho person. I don't I don't pull out the block hammer uh, much anymore. But that person doesn't deserve to read anything. Uh, he, <laughs> he, was, he was calling me dude. He was fucking calling me racist for that. That was a racist uh, headline. I shit you not. Well, you know, like, like, no, man, I will take the haters and it's fine. You hate away. I don't like, I give a shit. My, my skin is thick. Uh, but <laughs> if you are crazy enough to pull out the, uh, you're basically being racist with that. Like, nah, you don't deserve any, anything from, uh, from OFD. But yeah, it was mostly the Facebook users. Nobody on the site, everybody knew the deal. Cause it was literally put in the article, uh, quickly one person was pissed because he said he put it all the way at the bottom it was like a 170 word fucking article article <laughs> it was I, on I buried, it, after I buried the first, it at the bottom i buried yeah. it at the bottom is what they said I buried it at the end of 170 words that says everything that needs to be said right there you're fucking struggling to read 170 words it's a lot of words <sighs> which i Give him credit if he at least read it and then just read the headline. That's more words than in Goodnight Moon. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I fucking love Goodnight Moon. I read Goodnight Moon is the seminal book. book like of my children. The the book I can read Goodnight Moon by heart. Did you? Oh, I remember having some books. The kids had some books where I could do by heart, and I loved. And oh. I did. I did voices and accents for them too. I uh, and I I miss the shit out of that. I really do. I we uh, we agree that uh, I love you forever is bullshit, right? It's trash book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is uh, oh. so is the kissing hand that book sucks too. Uh, uh, kissing hand. Oh. No. 
Mm, book can fuck off. I'm I'm on like I I the went ten, to, I the was a mystery book was was one of my favorites of all time. I'm a, I was a mystery reader at my son's class today, which meant um, oh, nice. I went in there and I read read there with all my voices. Um, nice. I got a lot of I got a lot of voices because I, I I do that, and it's uh it's it's always a good time to be a mystery reader. I will miss miss the the mystery reading, but like pow pow fish and oh. Uh, no, all that we were just, and... dude. We were just rattling off pout pout fish the other day because one of the one of the kids, man, maybe it was Dylan, <laughs> maybe it was Ryan, was being a little just a little bitch about something, and so collectively us as a family at dinner just started laughing, calling them pout pout fish, and uh, I think it was Ryan, <laughs> and we just started rattling off uh, the book. Um, I keep trying to get rid of our only copy of Moo Ba La La La, and my wife keeps putting it back for sentimental reasons. She's like, I read that book so many times. Like, we need to keep it. I was like, we don't pull it off the shelf. Like, let's just. It doesn't matter, Jude. No. I'm with your wife on this one. There's certain books I will that will never leave this house. Little Llama Llama Red Pajama. That's good. That's good. I love the fact that it's a it's a song now. This song, I know it's it got a show on the Netflix. Well, someone like someone put those uh, lyrics in a song or something. It's it was all over the tick the ticks the ticks or the talks. Which Michigan state legislators aren't allowed to use the TikToks anymore, except for Gretchen Whitmer now. Uh, only our governor and the oh, entire body. Gretch is allowed. It's not just the only one. Gretch. Because she has an important thing she, she needs to give to her constituents, which if you look at Gretchen Whitmer's Twitter, it's her trying on different uh, leather jackets and um, shooting basketballs and, and, and stuff. So <laughs> we very we are very serious Pretty much. people here in Michigan. <laughs> I mean, the the, ex, the exception to the rule has always been a, a Whitmer uh, trademark. Uh, yeah, anyway. she got that book uh, water. Yeah, the, yeah. But, you know. yeah. Love her. But – Despite that, uh, I mean, isn't big isn't big Gretchen? Isn't she like got like a sixty five percent approval rating? I don't know if it's that high. I mean, they ran a dunce against her, <laughs> but uh, well, there's a lot of dun- there's a lot of dunces on there's the, a lot of dunces. Of the woods, uh, yeah. Brendan. But uh, yeah, she's gonna get reelected. So uh, people like her. People yeah. like her. Uh, yeah. I it don't know. I don't know any of the people that do, but there are people that do. It is it is funny how that works sometimes. And you know, now we have the conspiracy. That, hey, listen, and now we just set off the conspiracy theorists. They are just fucking they are ready to jump right now. I'm just very I'm very excited for uh Notre Dame conspiracy theories to kick off in earnest because it's gonna be conspiracy season. It was supposed to be last year. I never did get off my ass and uh and break those out, but I think it's uh I think this might be the I think this might be the year. That we just we put all we put all the we put it all out there. I, uh, I the, the map that, and the red string and the pins. Pretty into uh, conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? Conspiracy theories, right? Who did? Jack Valor. Oh, I, oh, Jack oh, Valor. Ja- oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Jack like, Valor buys every single one of them. Yeah, he he. I think he's probably elbow deep in conspiracy theories. He would not say they're conspiracy theories. No, he wouldn't. He, he would, wouldn't. Uh... He he would say that that person's speaking their truth. They know. <laughs> Unsubstanti- unsubstantiated truths. It's not a theory if it's true. We'll get Jack Valor on this offseason. What I, else have we got to fucking do? Would Jack Valor have partied with Mike Bray at the linebacker, or would he have? Uh, no, no, no. He no. was Jack. He no. Jack texted me about that. I didn't tell you guys. 
No. Was he oh, at fucking... the backer? Was he at the backer? No, no, no. Jack was. Jack was Jack's been pissed since like ever since Bray decided to like quit and stay on. Valor's been beside himself. Oh, since 2018, then, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> ever since he's been phoning it in. Yeah, pretty well, pretty, pretty much. No, he's inside himself. Listen, well, yeah, we need to I place mean, six guys, and what is a big man? We, we basically had a season of nothing just to get to the backer thing. That was it. Everything everything about this season was just so Mike Brake could go to the, the backer for the one and only time of his, uh, in his career. Everything else about nothing. Every loss, every every blown everything. Hey, JJ won. Uh, he was first team All ACC uh, freshman, right? Well, that's great. Can't wait to see what he does next year uh, in the NBA or in at another NBA. school. Okay. <laughs> Second round pick because uh, that's awkward. what he's being project. Yeah. So um, yeah. Good luck to him in his future. I can't. I can't wait for the team to be built around Matt Zona. <laughs> yeah. Matt Zona we'll we'll the rejected name for uh, a state. Can we, should we call it Matt Zona? Nah, how about Arizona? Nah, how about Ari? Ari? Yeah. <laughs> Zona. Ari. It's really supposed to be pronounced Ari. Ari. Sorry, Ari. Arizona. Yeah, big end of recruiting. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, stars matter. Stars matter. <laughs> That's you know, I, thought, I would have thought that Arizona would have had a better market on uh, pastrami sandwiches, but they just, they just uh, you know, they didn't get it. They didn't get on that. Although I mean the 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 political uh, side stories uh, out of Arizona make sense now. So, are you a little concerned that the flag of Arizona only has one star on it? That sounds like a that doesn't sound like enough stars, right? Depends if it's a if, if it's the sixth star. It could be the sixth star <laughs> from six kick, star from Cole's kicking camp. Yeah, yeah, you got to get them. I mean. Uh, how, well, uh, no, how you don't got to get them because Notre Dame signs a six star and they got to keep recruiting over it. Or or uh, getting walk on transfers over it. Yeah. Yeah. Walk on uh, transfers from the Ivy it's League. A, it's an amazing ability. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to the reviews a little bit, <coughs> a little bit, but <coughs> Jesus, Brian Mason. I, there's one thing I'm going to miss about Brian Mason being gone. Uh, he didn't a lot give a fuck. Well, there was a lot of things, but the, one of the things I appreciated was like, you know, he's like, you know what? I'll take every transfer kicker you got. Just bring them all. Just bring them on in. We just kept bringing guys in. It's like, you want to talk about a true competition? The only true competition, and I've said this for many years, the only true competition in practice really is with your kickers and punters. Everything else is like not not really politicized, but there is a lot of like other things going on than what you just saw in the practice field. There is nothing but performance based going on with the uh, kickers and punters uh, at practice. So it's just, that, that is your true uh, competition. Yeah. I, I, will, I, I mean, that, that's the only real notable news is uh, I mean, notable as far as like tangible to the football, the 2023 football season, but Brian Mason leaving um, it stinks because it was nice, at least while it lasted, that Notre Dame had an impact from the special teams. And that hasn't been the case since what? Oh, uh, Zibby? Well, 2015 had it. If, if you base it off of whatever special teams like rankings there are, 
I think yeah. 2015 was a solid like overall special teams ranking. 2013 um, was pretty good with uh, George like Atkinson. I'm Crable or something. I mean, I just felt like it's been forever since we had a consistent like. Uh, yeah, we needed we block operate. Well, Jeron Ger- Ger- Jones, right? In yeah, Jeron Jones blocking punts. 16 blocking kicks, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jeron Jones was a he blocked. God, I don't know how many it was, but it I mean, like, we didn't we didn't get a return. The return game still stunk under Mason. Um. But the, it was the punt block that was uh, impact. And I would say that the field goal kicking last year sucked it too, right? I mean, field goal kicking last year was abysmal. I'll tell you what, though. I'll take that trade off. I'll take eight block punts over a couple of return touchdowns. I will. Yeah, because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's it's points on the board. Because when you block a punt, I mean, you're, you're short field. And in yeah. some cases, Clemson, it's it's touchdowns. And it's demoralizing. I think it's more demoralizing than than the than the kickoff kick return. return. I do because you just well, you know, you, you're getting the kick because they scored. We only right? have to look at the 2019 Michigan to know how demoralizing. Uh, oh, was. Yeah, that, damn, that's dude, a thought, that wrong. I, I thought we had an agreement about bringing up that game. That was, that's a monkey paw. Um, yeah, but but yeah, with the black kick, the one thing that you can say about the black kick as opposed to the run back, the run back, you're putting your defense right back out there. But the block kick, at least your offense has got giving your defense a breather, right? They're giving them a blow. Well, unless you're Prince Carl Lee and you're taking that baby and in. And you're taking it to the to, yeah, to the Hoskins Clemson. Um but Dello. Yeah, Jordan Tello on that. Yeah. But uh yeah. for yeah, but I I mean I'll take impact special teams. Are we getting impact special teams with the hire that they made? Hard to say. I mean I, I've never been more like flip a coin. I think on a higher over the last decade than this, than Marty Biaggi. Like there's things that are good. Like he, he's Italian. They're, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay. he, he probably has the most, uh, creative, uh, punt return touchdown credit credited to him. And his, which is going to I mean, work exactly one time. And it, you know, it could never, well, that's fine. I mean, look, it's not going to work again, but I like this. I like a person that thinks outside of the box, at least proves that he can think outside of the box, right? He could have gotten that guy killed. And yet I still love that play. You know, it's fucking fantastic. It's, it's the, I mean, it's the best thing to watch. It's the best thing to watch. It's a, that is a, that is a, well, you need your special teams guy to come up with some crazy shit. And that was crazy enough that it's, people are still talking about to this day. Um, yeah, it's not going to work again, but, you know, at least the guy has the the ability. You know, he shows the capability that he can that he can do this. So, uh, but yeah, the, the more Italians on the staff, the better. I mean, let's let's not let's not fool ourselves and think that uh, uh, some fucking German is going to come in here and, and, and do anything worth a shit. You say that as <laughs> our offensive coordinator is probably a German. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, hard to say. I mean, in Parker, no, in Parker from uh, West Virginia. From West Virginia. So I mean, a lot of Italians in West Virginia. Yeah. I, I, I would not doubt. I would not doubt it at all if he had, you know, at least fifty percent uh, uh, Italian blood. A lot of Italians, in West Virginia. Uh, also, a lot of Scottish. Gerard Parker, very, of, very, very Italian name. A lot, a lot of. I mean, Jake. Joshua Bowles. I mean, come on, it just it takes it just takes one wrecked marriage 
to, to confuse a bloodline. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Scottish down that, down that way. I mean, these are, these are hardy people. Uh, you know, I'll take a Norwegian a German though. Eh, can't trust a German. As I'm just, as the entire state of Wisconsin is just fucking erupting right now. Is Joe Rudolph is like, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? Uh, I just started World War Three. Fantastic. Uh, well, speaking of uh, things being said and uh, and people blowing up, boys, I think it's time to get to uh, get to some reviews. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, everybody. Get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read word for word on the next OFD podcast. And Brendan, uh, there's a there's a special uh, there's a special sauce to these uh, to these reviews. What are we looking for? Listen, I mean, we're looking for those earned five stars, and we're not talking about um, necessarily a. Uh, we might not come across as being the uh, the top fifty five star. Uh, maybe we're maybe we're like Joseph Alt, where you think is he tight end? Are, are, are we a tight end? Are we a tight end pod- podcast? Are we a an offensive line podcast? We don't know. But then you keep listening, and then you find out we're a five star podcast, man. Borderline borderline NFL Hall of Fame podcast. That, that the way uh, PFF is talking about <laughs> Joe Alt. Like it's a pretty like get the bust ready right yeah it, it, which can like, have jacket. which can have two me which can have two meanings uh, <laughs> this season when they're opening up like they're like hey you know who could be uh you know draftable players you know of all college football players who will you know available who who could be in a draft and you're talking about Joe Alt being in the top five it's like boy uh um get his bust ready for Canton right. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, it just takes the right team. I mean, Joe Alt could be seeing himself in the, uh, I mean, he could be in the running for a top pick overall, right? Fucking left tackle like that. I do not. I mean, I don't think that it's a hot take to say Joe Alt. I think that the safest thing that you could say going into the 2024 draft is that Joe Alt is the number one player taken because the team's shitty enough to draft a quarterback this year. Like C.J. Stroud or um, you know uh, Anthony Richardson, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, those teams that are that bad, they're going to need a left tackle to protect their franchise quarterback. And I would I would go out on a limb and say Joe, Joe Alt is going to be the number one pick of the NFL draft in 2024. I'd put money on it. I'd put five okay. bucks on it. Well, I'm not I'm not completely you, on that limb. Jude, would you put five bucks down to say that Joe Alt is the first pick of 2024 NFL draft? uh, What what kind of odds am I getting for that? It doesn't matter. Would you put five five bucks, Jude? (laughs) So I got to take five bucks. Well, I got to take. So I get action only if Joe Alt is the number one taken. Yeah. So I got I got to hold five dollars for a year. For a year. I mean, you're probably talking like what? 200 to one, 500 to one. At yeah, this I was going to say, you got to give me, you got to give me some good odds. Just to like 200 to 500 to one. Like I would put down five bucks and say, sure. like I do it right now and say, Joe Alt's yeah. the first pick of the 2024 draft. If he is the best left tackle in college football. I don't think my state allows me to bet on draft positions. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't so. think so either. Um, I'll have to check with Gretch. I'll, I'll hit up her TikTok. I was going to say, <laughs> 
my state didn't allow me to bet on the uh, the length of the national anthem, which was kind of bummer because I, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. But that is a bummer. That's a, that's a massive bummer. It was it was a good national anthem this year, by the way. <laughs> All right, so let's get to these reviews uh, submitted by you. And I will say this. I love I love a shitty review because all that does is prove to me that we have a, a, just a ton of awesome listeners out there. And they were fucking tripping over themselves uh, to defend us against ND Grad 76 and his oh, bullshit. Oh, oh. That's so kind. Uh, so uh, there's, there is a – I mean this, this – this, half this podcast, but I'll just be reading off these reviews. It's been pretty good. Uh, so let's see here. We're, I'm not even sure where we left off the last time. So I will, I will read I this one. Andy grad 76 was where we left off. Okay. Uh, so this one from her loyal son, five stars, Supreme warlord daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll make her say good. it. Uh, Josh, you are totally correct. It is time to jump into the big 10. I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I you, leaned all the way into that one. I'm pretty sure that uh, you advocated. I may have. I may have. I was drinking. Uh, I've been on this for a while now, and with the addition of USC and the new playoff rules, it's a no-brainer. Big Ten should grab ND and FSU or Miami. Sorry, Brendan, you're wrong. ACC is hot trash, and that won't change. Won't change. It's. I, it will I, not I get it. I, I get it. But you have to understand. Hey, with the news, this, I mean – it's from spite because if you join the Big Ten, you have to align yourself. Like you have to be second fiddle. You will be second fiddle to Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, absolutely. So it is. It is out of spite that I said. Like it makes all of the sense in the world. But let me. But, but let me ask you this. Let me a- second but, fiddle. But let me ask you this. What made Notre Dame great when Notre Dame football arrived? Like when Notre Dame football arrived, what made them great? It was the fact that they were second fiddle to army, right? Like they were the outcasts. They were the, they were the fight Irish, you know, they're the bunch of fucking cat, you know, from this small Catholic school. Like that's not, that's not against our nature to like be the, be the, the guy, you know, the guy scrapping from the bottom. I don't think I mind that kind of, I don't, take a bad, I don't want to do a Nebraska ago, Penn state, which isn't great. Oh, I, I agree. Brendan. I, I don't want to be 100%. a Nebraska or a Penn State, which is what you become. Because, like, right. what made Penn State great? And it's not being in the Big Ten with all of their national no, titles. No, no. Big Ten title. They have what the one Big Ten title. I think our problem with with our debates on this is that we're we're basing our the, a future based on what we've with past performance, and the future changes the whole dynamics of what everything's going to be. Right. It's not going to be you're not getting the same. You're not playing the same game. Uh, it, you know, fight like if you if Notre Dame joins a Big Ten along with fucking Washington and Oregon and all that, you're not playing the same it's game as what sport. Penn State did. I mean, just besides, you know, besides like the game itself, like everything else that surrounds it, you know, the, the TV and recruiting, everything else. It's not the same. like Penn State joining the Big Ten in the early 90s. That's a totally different monster that, and even Nebraska in in 2012, it's a totally different thing than Notre Dame joining the Big Ten now with now you know with with a USC and UCLA already in and a Washington Oregon like the dynamics are all different. So we have no real I mean honestly I don't think we have any real way of projecting how uh, 
you know, would Notre Dame thrive or would they become stagnant in that kind of environment? I don't know for certain. And I mean, all well, I'm saying is my, my only, my only point is, is that the one thing I do know for sure though, is that the gap in money between what Notre Dame brings in and what the rest of the, and what other schools across the country are bringing in, the bigger that increases, the less likely it is that we're going to see, um, excellence on the football field. It's just, you're not going to do this on the fucking cheap. You can't do this on the cheap. And it's not, it's not a slap in the face of tradition or any of that bullshit. It's just money. You know, make a business decision. We have, dude, what's, what's the Mendoza uh, business college ranked in us? It's like, it's the top five business school, right? I'd say number one, right? Is it currently number one? Like I, 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 I know, I know it fluctuates here and there. I don't fucking know. It, it's not something I like. I don't hang a flag outside of my house as a Mendoza school of business. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll follow that. But I will say it's a good fucking school. Everybody knows it. If you go to, if you graduate from Notre Dame and you went to the Mendoza school of business, pretty good chances you're going to get a nice job at, at an investment firm. You got things are good. Life is good for you. What I'm saying is you can't make the, you can't keep making these shitty ass business decisions that contradict what a professor at the school of business would tell you to do. And expect to get better results than you've been getting the last 30 years. I mean, gap in money is going to be a us. big thing. So unless you figure out how to fill that gap. There's only six then, schools, Josh, that have a higher endowment than Notre Dame. And only one of those are. Endowments in, mean nothing. Endowments mean nothing. Five. They mean endowment nothing, mean nothing. but like they still Notre mean Dame have something. A, Notre Dame's endowment could be $22 and 14 cents. And it would not mean a fucking thing because they do not touch that money for shit. It does not don't, but what, but they don't touch the money for shit. They don't touch. I I agree with you. They don't touch the money for shit, but what it does represent is it does represent an alumni base that is willing to spend money because do you know who is right? But but, no, 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 no. And it represents an alumni base that is willing to spend money on certain things. Right. But do you know who is right below? Notre alumni base has never proved that they are on the same level as a Texas or a Texas A&M or an Ohio State as far as what they're going to spend their money on. Right. Notre because, Dame is on the same Stan- level as like Stanford. A Stanford's number three, right? They have a $37 billion endowment. But do you know who's right behind Notre Dame? Texas A&M. And their yeah, alumni is willing to spend that cash. on Which buying is completely recruiting. separate from the endowment. They'll, they'll, no, they'll no, 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 no. endowment but dollars they're, and they're, there is yeah. there is a a like you if you're willing to spend the money you're willing to spend the money and <laughs> Texas A&M's uh, alumni Notre but Dame's alumni Stanford. think about but their alumni think about the football program a different way than Notre Dame's alumni thinks about that their football, football that program. That is true. It's a, it's just a different mindset. I'm not saying one way is better than the other. I'm just saying Notre Dame's way is not one that's geared towards let me just give you all this cash for the for the athletic programs. Right, because I want to win. That is not that is not a mindset that 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 I've seen. Let me let me just when you say they don't touch it, what you actually mean is the amount of what they take out is less than the amount that what they how they grow it, right? Right, less than fifty percent, right? Like like if if they're like I don't know. I know what the percentage is like there are there are money there is a lot of money that's coming out the the what you why it's growing is because the investments are growing faster than the the payouts 
Right. Because they're never going to make a payout that's larger than the that the, their growth. It's from, my under, the, from my understanding, the the way Notre Dame goes about, and I, I think this was explained to me uh, when Notre Dame did the Crossroads Project, um, and, and I, I could be wrong or have a few, but the basic nuts and bolts of this, um, especially if you're not a Notre Dame alumnus and you're listening to this, uh, maybe this will make sense to you about what the endowment's there for. And I, they got a project. It was basically crossroads is what half a billion, half a billion dollars. It was like close to five. It was close to 500 seven, million, right? I thought it was 700 for some reason, but keep going. It doesn't right, matter what it's. Five. They need, they needed to raise like almost like 70% of that themselves from don't from everything else outside of the endowment before they could dip into that. They needed to get, they needed to get like 70% of the money for the project before they dipped in to endowment. I could be wrong about that. And I, now I'm starting to doubt myself a little bit, but it's, it works along those mechanics. They don't touch that except for little bits and right more, way more goes in. And then the investments, the guy that they're paying, how much are they paying that guy to, to run that quite a, a bit, lot. right? He's like, sec- yeah. he's the second highest paid, paid employee on campus outside of the football coach. Right. Uh, no, I think Scott Malpass, when he was there, was higher than the football coach. So, he was, he was, he yeah. was, but it's not Malpass anymore. No, it's not, but I can't remember the dude's name who's there now, so I can look it up. That's not a big deal. Doug Sanders. Doug Sanders. Is that right? No, no, Jude. Oh. <laughs> Michael Donovan. Michael Donovan. That's not far off. Michael Donovan. That's, that, that's even more accurate. Like, who sounds like they're going to manage, like, a, a hedge fund? Michael Donovan. Yep. Ray Donovan. Uh, no, uh, He's a yeah. So the majority of uh, the endowment, um, the endor- endor- majority of the endowment withdrawals are for um, to offense offset financial aid, which is hilarious because they control the cost of attending school. But yes, um, say it out loud, Jude. Back. What's that? No, I mean you just said it. Out, you're saying it out loud. Yeah. To help cover their oh, yeah. attendance costs, but yet they're the ones that control the attendance costs. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we answered that one. Yep. Uh, and look, with the Big 12 and uh, Pac-12 stuff going on right now, that's a fun one to watch too. That could everything's got ripple effects, whether you yeah. think it's it does it or not, it does. Um, and for Notre Dame's part of it, the ripple effect is the media deal, whether the Pac-12 gets a good one or they don't, and if they don't. Maybe the Big 12 goes goes shining up and gra- you know grabs a few schools. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Colorado. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind the Pac-12 dying. I mean, if with with USC and UCLA out of there now, who fucking gives a shit anyways. You just uh, want to see Deion Sanders playing. Uh, I am so fucking. Open. I am so sick. Of, you love Deion Sanders. You can't wait to see to, that. You can't. You no, can't no, wait no. to see that so, offensive line. Action. Someone needs to explain to me. How the number one transfer? Yeah, is Travis Hunter. Uh, he was the ta- he had fifteen tackles last season. Who is the number one recruit? Who's the number two one recruit? I don't know, but did he have better numbers than Benjamin Morrison? And who did Benjamin Morrison play? This is my point. It's like, <clears throat> and I wouldn't say if Benjamin Morrison was in the transfer portal, he'd be the number one guy. I'm just saying sure it makes no fucking sense to have him ranked number. What did what did he prove, and who did he prove it against? Listen, Sam Hartman wasn't even the best quarterback transfer last year. I'll tell you that much. 
He was. He's playing in Colorado. <laughs> Yikes. Josh, I can't wait for Colorado to go six to I, six and for people to look, like lose their mind. About if, that. if Colorado, if Colorado's got, they, listen, they did it. They got me. They hooked me. I'm going to be paying attention this season. If for only to just fucking, I, I am, I am the uh, Leo DiCaprio uh, meme of whistling and p- pointing at the TV. Like every time they fucking get. How locked in are you for Nebraska, Colorado open the year? Oh, dude, I completely locked in. Completely locked. Because number one, Nebraska is a team that I have on the rise. Because I think Matt, Matt Rule is yeah. a fantastic hire. Um, and I mean, I don't know how quick that's going to be, but I think Matt Rule will get. He's Nebraska is going to stop being a, a joke in the, in the one of the more. And it's one of the more interesting recruiting battles involves Nebraska, too. By the way, what's that uh, for um, quarterback? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I think I think without looking, without knowing anything else, Nebraska wins that game, thirty-one twelve. That would be that would be fun. And then maybe we could stop talking about Colorado, who's going to fucking do it? nothing. Uh, I, don't know. Th- I mean, crystal balls. I and don't know I, if there's any crystal balls. And I have no hate for Deion Sanders. Like I, when Colorado hired him, I was kind of excited. Like that's a good, you know, I, I talked it up. I'm not, I'm not backing we down. Want, we want Dylan Rayola to go to Colorado or to Nebraska, right? That's what we want. We don't want him to go I to USC. It, yes. Well, I mean, we don't want him yeah. to go to USC. I don't care. I, I mean, I do. I do. But I mean, I, I would like to see Nebraska. I, and I have no love for Nebraska, but I would, I wouldn't mind. I want to see some, I want to see something else. You know, if the, if the big 10, you know, now that they're going to get rid of, uh, of East and West, which thank God. Uh, but you know, they need some, they need some, they need some different, different storylines in that fucking conference. Uh, the whole country needs different storylines. Uh, so if Nebraska is on a comeback, uh, then that if that helps them do that, then I'm all for, I'm all for it. Let's I mean, let's mix some shit up. Uh, but yeah, I am I am here for the uh, Colorado collapse because uh, they they still didn't do any really. In my mind, they didn't do shit about their offensive line problems. Uh, it's not so I don't know how you plan on winning any, any games. I got I got them down for four tops. Uh, next one here. From Alcy14, five stars. Uh, Goat show. Easy LeBron James, five star. These guys make two hours feel like 30 minutes. And every time you're wishing it was longer. Could listen to the banner all day. Was just listening to the last pod and my ears perked when Josh talked about the new Meyer in Fort Wayne. Believe it or not, you had a listener spend nine months of their life going from South Bend there to put in the, the refrigeration. Can't tell you how many times this pod was listened to in that building, but I can tell you each one made the hours go by faster. So just remember, Josh, when you're grabbing that home run in pizza out of the freezer, this podcast helped make it possible. Love you guys. Go effing Irish. How fucking awesome is that? That's, That's pretty great. awesome. Except that I wouldn't go with the home run in pizza because <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what they put in the mire by me. Because you, ba- you have bad taste of frozen pizzas. It's okay. No, 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 no. There's a new frozen pizza king. I gotta try it. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but it's in my what periphery. Is it? 
They got Chuck E. Cheese frozen pizza, my boys. Get the fuck. Get, get out of Dodge. fuck out of here. You can buy a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I don't even eat the goddamn Chuck E. Cheese well, pizza why? at Chuck E. Cheese. Why would you take the shittiest pizza and freeze it? Ever. Because what would make a shittier pizza shittier? <laughs> why did you – did you just buy it for the LOLs or what? Listen, I saw that they were selling, and I'll I'll put it in I'll put it in the old uh, the old DMs, and you'll see that Chuck E. Cheese pizza there. I fucking bought a Chuck E. Cheese pizza as well as I didn't I, I went shopping by the way tonight because it's Wednesday, and I didn't tell my wife that I bought another ten pounds of corned beef. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just looking to start a fight, aren't you? <laughs> no, I just didn't t- like. I just didn't tell her that I bought no, more, he's, more he's beef. Prepping for, he's prepping for that cold water meeting we're gonna have. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll bring, no. I'll bring it down. We'll, we'll eat some corn. I mean, I just had some corned beef you should, yesterday. You should do that. You should do that, and then start tweeting out, uh, tweeting out the GPS location for any readers or listeners in the area just to join us for hey, corned for, beef. I, I brought a Ziploc baggie full of corned beef. It's fine. I made it. It's delicious. Uh. I gave it the ten minutes to rest with the juices and settle. But yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. They make they make up. That is pizzas. the that is the worst pizza Hold take I've ever heard. Uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese aside, you're kind of bearing the lead about the corned beef here. You had somebody in your family actually join you, right? Did she actually enjoy the corned beef? Sophia, yeah. So I have a favorite kid now. Um, okay. You're not supposed to pick favorites, but I did. We all do. Come on. Changed the will this week, did you? I had to because she ate all of her corned beef and she wanted more. And this morning, like after I told you was, I was like, well, Sophia's my favorite this morning. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to make more purple potatoes and some corned beef. And Sophia's like, good, because corned beef's great. And my son Sam's like, I don't like corned beef. And Sophia's like, yeah, but it's so good. I'm like, Sophia, you're my And I picked purple on purpose for my potatoes. Obviously. There, well, there's there's so, a specific. So when she first them. when she first mentioned that she loved corned beef, was it was it hard to like see her smile because of the tears that are coming out of your eyeballs? It's like it was the moment in the Grinch when his uh, heart heart grew. Heart grew, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just like, well, I mean, you're on the will, Sam. You're you're evicted and <laughs> figured figure it out. I mean, you're and getting you have, everything. Like. If you're going to make potatoes with the corned beef, it's got to be purple, which is the opposite on the color spectrum of orange, which orange, of course, is the the color of the filthy Brits. And if you wear orange on St. Patrick's Day, you should be drawn and quartered. Uh, yeah, so I'm wearing orange on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. So so if you're going to make potatoes, make them purple because it's the opposite of orange. Just a, just a hot tip. Yeah. My wife was unimpressed with this review, by the way. I I read this and thought this was pretty cool. You know, when all I mean, the whole thing about it was pretty cool. And I told her completely unimpressed. What'd she say? It don't impress me much. Pretty what, you much that. Brad Pitt or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't even remember what she said. It was just so. It was just so dismissive. Dismissive, so I can. Stab you for no reason. She's <laughs> she she screwed up her quad, so she's she's laying there all iced up and uh, and all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, let me tell you about this. So she's looking at me like I'm an asshole, anyways, because uh, she because she was in pain. So uh, it was <laughs> it made sense. Wait, you saw a handicapped person make a handicapped face? No, 
in handicapped spaces. Oh no, are you an asshole? <laughs> Ugh. Well, I put a chew in my mouth uh, ten seconds ago, and then I immediately had to take it back out because uh, I got a re- I got a review that uh, I'm not gonna be able to have a chew in for this one. Uh, from God in 2059, <clears throat> five stars. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Cinco estrellas estilo Benmo. <laughs> Tengo mucho tiempo en Shunado este podcast. Es siempre me diverto con las pendejas de Josh, con la manera con que Brendan heca cada oponente a la basura y como Jude trae la luz de la joya negro a cada programa. Gracias por todo. P.S. Si traducen esta revisión y la línea en inglés, va a cambiar mis estrellas. Cambiará mi compromiso más rápido que el otro tejado. Update. Content is gossip and of no value. Foul mouth buffoons. Shows your lack of intelligence. Bottom of the barrel. Five stars. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that you had a Peruvian accent on that one. Do you think Oscar is just weeping about all of your pronunciations? Or? <laughs> uh, I mean, so I I, I did uh, the last time I did it, I pronounced uh, Y as Y, and I was made fun of by him and Tex for that. Yeah. Uh, and so the other day, uh, or yeah, the other day I asked Alexa uh how to pronounce y in spanish and i think it was i maybe maybe i'm wrong i thought it was eh so i put a lot of emphasis on the eh in that reading and that could be wrong i mean i maybe who fucking knows with my memory thanks oscar thanks for making me look like a dumbass one more time appreciate it ah uh. Next one here, five stars from O'Harry ND84. Dom Shabua certified five star review. As an 84 grad with a brother that is a 73 grad, we both respectfully agree to disagree with ND76's one star beatdown. We both listen to your podcast and it reminds us of all the days hanging out with our ND buddies talking all things corned beef, PBR, Smick Chicks, South Bend Pizza, Toll Road Beverages. And of course, ND football. If we were looking for podcasts on the Irish O-line and their blocking schemes or bad recruiting insider takes, we'd have plenty of ND beat blowhards to listen to. We come to you guys for entertaining banner across a wide spectrum of topics, not always ND related. Keep it salty, fellas. Remember, like Daddy Swarbrick says every other week, it's great to be independent. Go Irish. Just say that. Love it. He does say it's great to be independent. He does. And that's my, that review is my kind of take, too. Uh, I did, I appreciate the toll road beverages because that, that's a true re- listener right there. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, you and that, Jude. That's tucked away well, in a, with that, you. That's tucked away in an episode uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Toll road, uh, toll road um, Red Bulls. Which is amazing that they get that they get the, 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 the first stuff, the first cases. I'm so in love with strawberry apricot Red Bull. It's just, it's so like, it can never go away. Their love. lineup right now is so fucking so strong. solid. So strong. It is so solid. Like they had some weak links in there 
and and they I think maybe the yellow is still there, but I don't even see the yellow now because oh uh, the you know what the tropical is 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 beautiful in mixed drinks though. There are some really good mixed drinks that includes okay, the tropical. Then their lineup is just fucking. I want to know what they're going to do for the summer. Like, how do you improve upon the lineup that you have now? Because it is strong, but it's not going to happen. So the cranberry, well, cranberry for winter, they need to bring back. Like I do like they keep bringing back the summer ones like full time, but like some of the, like I thought the apple fig was a solid. Yeah. It's not one that I want to have all the time, Yeah, but I am disappointed that I can't have it. I liked it as it a won't change. Be, it won't be their next. It won't be their next winner, is what I'm saying. I, I like it as a change of pace, but oh god, strawberry apricot, so good. It's so good. Uh, the cranberry was so uh, god. That that needs to come back full time. The cranberry. Well, I'm sorry. The, the cranberry. I'm, I'm able to mix my cranberry vodka with uh with Red Bull and just sort of mm-hmm. get the same kind of vibe. But still, I would take a cranberry Red Bull just on days that I just want to drink Red Bull. You know. What's funny is the the flavor that really made me like brand loyal was blueberry. Like I mean, I'd have a red bull here and there, but oh, yeah, you know, Hey, it's kind of expensive and I can get a fucking monster for not, you know, 99 cents and yada, yada, yada. But once I started drinking the blueberry red bull, I was like, man, this is solid. I'm not going back. And now I, I rarely ever have a blueberry red bull. That's how strong the lineup is. The, 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 the dragon fruit, uh, AKA actually plum, uh, amazing. So yeah, the, the summer flavors seem to stick around like their last, last few. So curious to see what they bring out this year. Get, uh, I mean, God, who is that? Is it, uh, was it Kovach? Is that the, is that the, the guy we talked to Jude on Twitter? Oh, uh, the drive, yeah. Works for I, Red Bull. Yeah, he's he's been a hell of a insight in terms of telling us what's coming down the pike. So yeah, dude, if you're if you're listening, we need to know because I'm on the uh, the Lent thing right now, uh, and I need something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brett, right? Brett Kovacs. Yes, yeah, he's the he's the. And apologies if we're pronouncing his name wrong, but uh, he's been the hookup. So yeah, yeah, he's the man. Uh, all right, next review here. Uh. And I, I fucking love this name. Sapphire Jane 13. Sapphire. That is like Sapphire Jane. That's like straight out of like. I don't even know. It's either like G.I. Joe or a Marilyn Chambers special. That's like a Western Sapphire Jane. (laughs) Uh, It says content over language. Five stars. My husband and I are 74 grads. And I just wanted to say that MD grad 76's review was as the kids would say, pure cringe. Perhaps their grandkids can explain how subscribing and unsubscribing works to them as well. OFE might not be for everyone. It is certainly the cream of the crop of fan pods for many of us. Earned five-star 1973 national championship winning and former neighbor Tom Clements review. Strong. That That is strong. Strong. Not over, and just like strong, just like back in your face, and throwing the fact that they're older than ND grad seventy six. A full, a full year, it. yeah. Well, two years, if you if math is real. Nineteen seventy three. Uh, so seventy four. It depends on seventy four grads. 
It depends on when you start the decade. That's just that's the answer. Fucking Jude every time. Every time he does it. Every time. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm, if you know uh, Joe Popovich, uh, let me know. <laughs> we're going to get, get one. We're going to get one. We're going to get one. Uh, let's see. Next one here. Five stars from Soren1842. Review of the latest episode. Scarlet Begonias? Question mark. No rain, blind melon. I think I agree with Irish seventy six. Oh no. Scarlet Begonias and a touch of the blues. Come on, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the easy way out on Sublime is to go what I got or like Santeria, right? But anybody who listens to Sublime, not Sublime with Rome, but I mean, but like Sublime, it's like. But I, I mean, there's. A, I agree with them though about the Scarlet Begonias. I could have outside of the the radio hits for Sublime. There's a solid five or six songs that could have gone into that playlist. Over I mean, they're all going to go off 40 ounce to freedom because that's the best album. Best one. Best album. Well, their live album. I um, still contend is, is, but the I best do album. like DJS's. I would do like what happened. Uh, date rapes. Phenomenal. Uh, Evans. Good. Stolen from an African land. Um, yeah. Don't push. I mean, there's that's there's a, so pulling a diaper. That like, is a uh, a 1998 summer. So uh, God. I mean, even 40 this, ounce of freedom is good too. I mean, like, but Bad Fish is the best off of the Bad Fish is their best song. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what I got's their most played and like I, wrong way in Santeria, right? But like, bad fish is just. Not, I mean, I'll 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 skip over, over the radio plays. I'll, I'll skip over the radio plays too. Yeah. I mean, like, I like Forty Ounce of Freedom a lot. Have you have you ever seen the seen Bad Fish on on tour at all? Have you ever gone to one to a show? Uh uh-uh. uh Jude, you're a big concert goer. Have you ever seen Bad Fish? Nope. Okay. They're in Fort Wayne all the fucking time. I think they play at the Clyde now a lot. I think they used to be, they used to go to Pierre's a lot. Um, I've never, never once. I just, I, I could never bring myself to do it. Just didn't, just didn't feel right. I, uh, I got a solicitation the other day wondering if I wanted to uh, get tickets to the crash test dummy show that's coming to, uh, did you, did you want to, uh, I, you know, it didn't make me go and see if I could name more than two crash tests. How good at humming are you? <laughs> so, so can you guys name more than one crash test dummy song? I can. No, and honestly, when it comes to that song, I know the Weird Al version better than I do uh, the crash test dummies version. Of the song. So the only reason I know two songs um, is because I listen to the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack a lot, and they had a uh, XTC mm. cover. Uh, called the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, and uh, that's where I, that's how I got to two. And then apparently, oh, okay. they had a pretty big hu- hit in Canada with Superman. Superman song, song? yeah, that would have been yeah. the other one. That's so, the only other song I know. Those would have been in like I mean, the the, three. But it's, the guy has a strong voice. I'm surprised that they couldn't have like made a, a couple more hits. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just like I don't. Yeah. Just for that time period, I don't it think fit in real, like an hour and a half of it. Real. You know what I mean? But like, I would, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it, for, if it was like a, it was like a ten dollar ticket, and it was twenty minutes away from me, I would, I would do it for the, for the LOLs. You know, but 
it's not. Up. It's going to be a $25 <laughs> ticket an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> okay. I got five stars here from uh, Corey33333. Uh, I'm just here for the profanity. Go Irish. Amen. Oh, t- title was a former union trade worker. Five stars. I'm just here for the profanity. Go Irish. Which makes total fucking sense. Oh, speaking of which, uh, we did have some feedback given to us about the uh, what the what the how to read the uh, the numbers on your tires, right? Yeah, he was absolutely correct. It is. It's yeah. That's how they do it. It was. Uh, the manufacturer date on the DOT number is the last four digits. First two digits are the week number, and the last two are the year. Yes. Josh loves talking about tires. He doesn't get to talk about them enough. Doesn't get to talk about them enough at work, so we got to talk about them. <laughs> I just want to. Ah, you've reached tire talk with Joshua. I just want to. I just want to take a deep breath. I just want to take a deep breath and start screaming at somebody. Uh, the best thing about having a union job is. Um, uh, they let me yell at people, <laughs> so, uh, which is, which is fun. Speaking of, uh, God, I don't know if this is going to trigger anybody. Did you guys see the, uh, the Teamsters guy and the, uh, the Senator from Oklahoma go at it today or yesterday? No. Talk to us. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you can find that on Twitter. It's a, it's a, a viral video now. This fucking senator thought he <laughs> thought he was getting tough with the with the president of the Teamsters, and this guy he looked confused. Like, is this is this senator stupid or something? You know, just it, like you want your do you like your kneecaps? Well, the fucking the guy the guy is like a think of the last uh, the last of us the, where he's like I'm gonna pop I your kneecap the name out. Of the, I can't remember the name of the senator from Oklahoma, but he's got one of those stupid first names that are like two first names that make one name. And there's no hyphen. Uh, but anyways, the guy's worth like $90 million and he's blowing this fucking, the, the teamsters president up for making like 250,000 a year. And just like blowing him shit. Like saying he's sucking the paychecks out of the uh, union workers, this and that, you know, obviously not understanding what a union president does. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, and so <laughs> the, the, the guy with the team, he's not gonna sit there and take this shit. And so then he started calling him out as a CEO. Dude, it was fucking, it's classic. It's good. And then oh. he got Bernie Sanders. Listen, then he got Bernie Sanders, who's the chairman of the, of the committee going on. It's just, it, it's an SNL skit just waiting to happen. Uh, All I the, know. It's funny regardless. Is that Jude had the absolute perfect North Jersey 50 year old woman voice that I've ever heard just now. <laughs> Say it, Jude. <laughs> the car talk. The car talk yeah, the yeah. car talk. You're, you a tire talk, uh, Joshua. <laughs> Ex Kala. Like that's uh that's See, uh like two packs of Pall Mall Reds a day. Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit like how I remember the Jerky Boys right. being. Uh, I don't know if you guys did so, Jerky Boys when you were kids. So. Oh yeah. So you're listen. You guys aren't far off. So what was it? My my it was my senior year. Never played quarterback, right? But we're like fucking, we're out of quarterbacks uh, going into the season. Uh, so, so you're like, you're like Maryland football then. So but yeah, basically. So they, they the coaches linebacker. asked me, they're like, they're like, hey, are you going to any camps this summer? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to do a couple of them. Do you think you could uh, do some quarterback stuff? We need, we need uh, some more backup quarterbacks, you know, just, just in case. Like, fuck, I, 
okay, sure. You know, I can run the option. Uh, and then back in the, you know, 1990, you know, 1995, uh, that wasn't a bad thing, right? Running the option. That was, that was still a, a prime thing. So like, all right. So I went to these camps and, and, uh, did some quarterback stuff, came back and we're in practice. Well, I'm not, you know, a quiet person. So when I go out to do my cadence, you know, I am just building this shit out. West 88. Just, I mean, I am loud and proud and just fucking, you can hear me three cities, three towns over. After a couple of days of this, my voice had completely changed. Uh, plus, I was a late bloomer. Who knows if I was going through puberty at the same time either. But next thing you know, I sounded just like, um, oh, the fucking manager from Major League, right? Uh, Lou. And that and so everybody at practice, you know, every time I tried to talk or say a cadence, you just hear people be like, I got a guy on the other line wants some white walls. So that's who... Since I since I was a senior in high school, I would relate anybody talking about tires with Lou, the manager of the Indians in Major League. How pro, makes sense. Uh, makes sense. Makes to sense. Me. Yeah, makes sense. Just said. Just said. Um, my favorite. Uh, do you guys ever listen to This American Life? Uh, only when they did the uh, the the first uh, the first Adnan um, Saeed uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Cereal pod. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. So my favorite uh, uh, This American Life was called Recordings for Someone. And it's about a collective memory that everyone who went to a certain college had about a, a voicemail that was left for one of their classmates that got circulated on the old, those old phone systems where you could like forward messages to each other and you could like oh, yeah. add on and remix or whatever. And it was this like Jewish mother um you know, the basically the backstory is that the, the kid called his mom. He was looking for some specific um, books. And uh, she said, OK, well, but wait by the phone, um, you know, while you know, find him. I'm getting that. This is the 1990s. Right. And uh, and so he has he has this like outgoing message. that's like me and the little mermaid are, you know, not here right now or whatever. And so she calls back and she's like. You and the little mermaid can go fuck yourselves. The books are not here. It must be Lahala. I'm not gonna wait up all night for you. Goodbye. And so everyone was like doing their like own impressions of it. They had their own memories of like what she said. Um, and it just like it went like it was a viral hit before like we even knew what like viral hits were. So it was just just absolutely just a riot to listen to it because they unearthed the actual um the original like recording and stuff, somebody had like kept it on a tape or something. And so they were able to do a whole story around it. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, uh, the Adam Sandler, uh, what was the, uh, uh, the, what was it? It was off his, uh, they're all going to laugh at you album. Yeah. They're all going to laugh at you. But it was the, uh, the one where the the mom was like, he's got a cock and some balls. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you play with them for a little while? Don't forget to Uh, cut the balls. For Jerky Boys, it was uh, the, I think the skit was Saul Rosenberg. And he's like, my name is Saul, Saul Rosenberg. I'm missing all my hats and glasses. And it was just, (laughs) oh gosh. I, that's a different era for people, but a very different. Yeah. era. No, I, uh, I actually remember that Adam Sandler album. Well, that was like my freshman year in college. I swear to Christ. We listened to that. Do you all going to laugh at you? Time. I like, oh, I still yeah. talk about like, fat McGee, like you, you're the fattest. 
Oh no, we'd be shouting out like, "Yeah, you were regular Saba." You butt hooked me, you fucking butt. I mean that the whole thing about the goat. Yeah, the goat. The goat. And then the and then the later one, he sang the song about like the goat, right? The the goat song. Yeah. I miss comedy albums and like I. So again, for the twentieth time, kicker, right? I'm I'm renovating my kitchen. You know what I found on on the top of my cabinets for no apparent reason? An Eddie Murphy CD uh, with the. The fucking the, the, the barbecue and shit. I mean, it's mine. I have no idea why it's on top of the cabinet, the kitchen cabinets, and has been there for who knows how fucking long. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I miss uh, I miss the good comedy album. Like, who the hell's coming out with those anymore? Can't do comedy anymore, man. Steve Martin has my all-time favorite comedy album. I I, I think I listened to that thing so much that I had memorized parts of it. I definitely listened to the Chris Rock album that everybody listened to a million six times. Uh, more modern was, stuff, like I listened to the first Aziz and Sorry uh, comedy album more more times than I probably care to admit. It just some of this stuff is like burned in your permanent memory, you know. Just looks, yeah, I mean Eddie Murphy's delirious and raw. Yeah, delirious. Uh, you can't. I mean, you, you can't listen to Andrew Dice Clay without having to have a a waiver to get to somebody that you're not a complete pig. Uh, or racist, but uh, it's still. I just still remember listening. To, I remember Clay just to fucking die laughing. Um, uh, it's true. It's true. Bo Cosby. Uh, I know we're not a lot of like Bo Cosby anymore, but like his stuff no. was very good. I miss Def Comedy Jam on HBO. Yeah, I listened to a lot of George Carlin growing up too. Uh, Absolutely, I, that's what I'm saying. That's, a, that's Louis, a, yeah, a George Carlin. I was a big uh, fan. Black of- was very good too in the early aughts. I was a big fan of uh, – the skit was called 23 Things – or the stand-up routine was 23 Things That Pissed Me Off. And uh, <laughs> he said like women with hyphenated names and it was just like, hi, I'm you know Mary Jones Tyson. He's like, I'm George. Fuck you, Carlin. You know, it just, just brings back some memories. So. Uh, there's a pretty good uh, George Carlin documentary on HBO right now. Oh, is there? Nice. I think it just, I think it just came out maybe just a few months ago. I watched it. It was – it was solid. It was solid. So I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, moving on to the next review, as uh, we are getting near the hour, the two hour mark here. <laughs> or I, I don't know how no, we are past the hour mark. Um, I was, uh, this one's from five stars from Don't Stop Bleggin. Five stars. I was born in 1976. Guys, keep doing what you do, which is bringing an authentic, cool, and interesting podcast to everyone. ND Grad 76 review was hot trash. And maybe if I wanted to hear guys say nifty and oh golly gee, I would watch Mr. Rogers reruns. But I don't see, but I don't. So please never change and keep racking up those Julian Love earned five star reviews. Go Irish. We were a Mr. Dress Up household being of Michigan. Uh, my wife uh, finds it uh, aghast because she's a you know Pittsburgh native. But uh, we, we were Mr. Jessup household around these parts. It was the Canadian version of uh, of that sacrilege. I mean, Mr. Rogers is probably the single best human being, like just a person that's ever happened. Mr. Dressup was was I I believe the story goes he was an understudy. That sounds like a fucking Mr. Canadian Rogers. version of something. I mean, he had like four, he had like, uh, you know, 3,000 or like 5,000 episodes or whatever. 
I mean, Mr. Dressup was uh, basically the Canadian, uh, <coughs> Canadian uh, Mr. Rogers. So the Canadians denied Mr. Rogers to their population. And in Michigan, we denied it too. We had, uh, <laughs> we had which I was, so what I so what I said was accurate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is funny. I made a comment on a TikTok. Uh, some Ohio creator, and she was uh, uh, talk, talking shit as the cities in Ohio, and she one of them was Toledo, and I commented that was a poll that she didn't refer to herself as uh, South Michigan. Uh, and that got a lot of likes from people, <laughs> people who obviously know, yeah, you know, I'm sure Jamie Uyama, uh, of, uh, hit and hustle was a big, big Mr. Dress up fan too. Kevin Sinclair too. Of yeah. Irish. Shows. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, were big into, to Mr. Dress up. And I I'm was, uh, that they, there's a, there's a large contingent of Notre Dame, uh, Canadians. Uh, yeah, I would imagine they're, they're Irish Catholics or not Irish feels, Catholic, but just Catholic feels like, in general, feels like it's a, there's a strong, there's a strong number there. Oh, uh, last one, uh, last one <laughs> that we can move on, uh, from ND Vader, Benny Mo five stars, foul language, potty mouth buffoonery, gratuitous vulgarity. How dare you? How dare you, ND Grad 76, disregard the fact that our fearless hosts are often imbibing distilled spirits. Naturally, this tends to season one's language with a bit of salt. But let's get to the heart of the matter. What else might one discover such honest, unbridled Notre Dame football discussion sprinkled with Thomas the Train, Bluey, 80s movies, 90s alt-rock, and frozen pizza? The answer, nowhere. Josh truly is a modern-day renaissance man. I ask you, who else could drink bourbon, dip long uh, and rant long into the wee hours of the morning and proceed to renovate his own kitchen the next day? Da Vinci? Voles? The list is short. Jude serves honorably as a wonderful source of levity, journalistic insight, and quirkiness. His perspective as an alum is vital to the show's heady discourse. Chief Inspector Brendan's opponent previews are undeniably hilarious and eerily accurate, not to mention his meme game is second to none. Simply impeccable. Look. Priester, Samson, and O'Malley are a fine listen. But I want to hear what the consummate professionals have to say. I come to the OFE pod every time. Should the shows be longer? Yes. Should they watch their language? No. Should Andy <laughs> Grad 76 eat shit with a spoon and a smile? Absolutely. Throw in some earbuds and shut the hell up, Karen. Love the show, boys. Don't let the bastards get you down. Go Irish. My caveat would be is he should eat it with a spoon, but only if it's one of those spoons that also is a straw, like a Slurpee spoon. Like for suck. the cereal? Yeah, suck that turd down. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely would help him out uh, with whatever shit he's spewing. <sighs> so thank you, everyone, uh, for that. Um, <laughs> again. You leave a review, we're reading it. You're part of the show. This is a massive portion of this show uh, was dedicated to what you guys thought. So bravo to you. Hats off to you. Thanks. Uh, and uh, just remember, steal your kids' phones, steal your parents' phones, download, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Steal everything. Steal it. So, Josh, I know what you want to get into post-reviews. I know what you want to talk about. What, what what do I want to talk about, Brandon? 
What's eating it? What's eating to me? I know what's eating at you, and it is the topic du jour and the single most important thing about Notre Dame football on, um, you know, March eighth, two thousand twenty-three, and that is the quote from new Notre Dame quarterbacks coach. Uh, Primo Alfredo, and that is <laughs> Tyler Buckner isn't going to take a back seat to anybody. Primo Alfredo expects Buckner to compete with Sam Hartman for the starting quarterback job. Joshua, give me your thoughts on the upcoming quarterback battle between Sam Hartman and Tyler Buckner as prescribed by Gino in his uh you know, real first, first, uh, Brennan, a chance to speak to the media. Brennan, before Joshua answers this, let's get, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You're yeah. trying to avoid Gadouli. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that his name is, uh, Prima, Prima, Prima uh, Pompadora, um, <laughs> Cannelloni. <laughs> Gadouli, right? Yeah, Gadouli. Uh, Gino, Gadouli. It sounds like Julia Gulia. Do you remember <laughs> that? Gulia, yeah, from the Wedding Singer. Uh, yeah, Josh, Gadouli. what are your, what are your thoughts on this upcoming quarterback battle? That I'm I'm sure that you're. I mean, this is this is what you live for, right? You live for spring football discussion and and um, positional battles that are are really going to take place. Lay the on. gaslighting involved in this question, this um, line of questioning is just absolutely off the charts. First of all, I'd like to jump in and say, in the words of my good friend, Brendan McAlinden, uh, quarterback controversies are a social construct. <laughs> yes, <they> <laughs> absolutely. And look, I don't blame uh, Gino for saying what he said, uh, because I think he kind of, I mean, honestly, I think you kind of have to say it. And that's fine. It's not what he said. It's how it's going to be. I wouldn't even say interpreted. It's how it's going to be discussed. How like people are actually going to write about this. Why? There's nothing to write about. There's nothing to fucking write about. He said the thing that he's supposed to say. Yay for him. Look, if this Stuart Mandel can write about all the things he writes about in the offseason, certainly you can pump out a turd about the fake contra- quarterback controversy. Well, I mean... I could write one about how fucking fake and bullshit it is. Sure. Uh, but I'm certainly not going to give it any fucking, I'm not going to lend it any weight as like something that's real. This is, this is not real. There is not a quarterback competition. It is keep Sam Hartman healthy. So he is a starting quarterback going to fucking Ireland. And for the rest of the season, did it not get, <laughs> it is absurd to think that this is actually, this actually could go the other way around. The I'd actually be of, very I'd be very concerned because at that point Sam Hartman is not at all um, he's somehow regressed and he's not at all what we thought we were getting when we when we uh, well the optimist would say well right? the, and Tyler Buckner is just that good I mean we just, just that good we said uh, no to you threw him suppose, into the fire I suppose you're right you could you're right I I didn't even think about it that way I, yeah you're right the fucking leprechauns could fucking be real who knows yeah. right I mean I could get that date with Heidi Klum it could happen. It could happen. I mean, and yet Jude, it never, it's as real as, it's as real as my date with Jennifer Conley. Okay. (laughs) The rock of who? (laughs) And 
1994 Jennifer Connelly, by the way. I, I was uh, thinking but, uh, Requiem for a Dream, Jennifer. Oh, my God. Ooh. Uh, the, yeah, she's one of the – there's a dark pole. There's not, there's not many actresses that my wife gives me a dirty eye when my they come wife. on the screen because she knows that I'm thinking about things. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is definitely one. Let's just do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I. It's just it's a it's a bull it's a bull it's a, it's, a, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's not. He has bullshit. to say he has to say it though. He, there's no way he, he could walk to, into that room and be like Sam Hartman's my starter and and all this. He can't say that. Right. You want, and, we you all, want, and we all know that. But so we it's cannot, inc- it's incumbent upon the, the media to call balls and strikes on this and say this is this is fake, right? It just it depends on the outlet and how they normally play things. Some some will some will play it off as like a hey let's see what happens kind of a thing. Others will be like me and just kind of like push ignore it off. It. You know, just ignore it. it. You should That's, ignore it. That that is that, the appropriate is, response. Which is exactly what I really did. Um, is just roll my eyes and ignore it. Like I don't put right, any so stock. Did, did he did he offer this unprompted or did somebody ask him a question about this? I don't know. I, I, I used uh, prompted. He was prompt about it. I yeah. ignored it. He was, I have not he was asked about. That it. means somebody like literally was trying to make this a deal, right? Well, I mean, if you're if you're Gino, right? You want um you want the Tyler Buckner is um the if you if you're Alfredo Primavera, you want this to be <laughs> a situation where Tyler Buckner is as locked in as possible yeah, because of course. the history of Notre Dame football over the last 20 years is odds are Sam Hartman's going to get hurt, right? That's that, that, has been, that has been the Notre Dame football um, tradition for what? 23 years since Jimmy Clausen graduated um, at some point, the backups coming in. So you want, him to take the spring as serious as possible. So he goes into the fall as serious as possible. So he gets meaningful reps and he's taking everything like he could pot, like it's a well, real I mean, thing I, on the outside of that. I mean, other than that too, I mean, also I want Tyler, I want Tyler Buckner to fucking be developed. Yeah, like Tyler, Tyler Buckner. That's, a, that's a novel concept for no Tyler Buckner is the fu- Tyler Buckner is the future. He is still eligible to play in 2024 and 2025, and God willing, he's our starting quarterback in 2024 and 2025. I want that for him. Does he get a I COVID want... season? Yes. No, 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 no. Why doesn't he get a COVID season? His first year was COVID year, right? No, his senior year in high school was COVID. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah he that's transferred right, to the school. That's right, because he did transfer to the school uh, in play, San Diego, so. and then they, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but San but Diego, Virginia? Mm, that's a whale's vagina. Yeah. Pretty sure I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> it's German. So. <laughs> See? Fucking Germans. Every time. But no, Tyler Buckner is the future, in my mind. I, I'm not worried about CJ Carr in 24 or 25. I'm just not. Which is also why I'm only worried about CJ Carr for a narrative standpoint right now. I, I just, I'm sorry. I don't care about 2026 at, at this point. Because I believe Tyler Buckner is capable to be developed into being a really good quarterback for Notre Dame in those two seasons. He's shown that he can play. He just needs to get better. And I think that he can get better. But 2023, dog, this is Sam Hartman's year. That beautiful bearded bastard is going to shine. Shaved it. And I am here for it. Shave the beard, man. No. 
he shaves the beard. Look at the press conferences. That beard. That is, he's, he's a clean shaven. He's, 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 he, he's not playing playoff hockey. I mean, it's like Samson. Playoffs? So hopefully, hopefully come fall, he's got that beard back. But right now, Samson's cut his locks. And those locks just, happen to be on his face. Well, he's – see, no. What happened is he was too used to being in North Carolina. He's not used to the Midwest and realizing – that we go through a couple of different kinds of springs. Oh, that boogers stick to your like beard. Fake, yeah, I like, know you know, that. fake spring. Yeah. So yeah. he's not sure about the, this weather beard. situation. Oh, I get that. At I any get, rate, I get at any rate, without question, this is going to be, I mean, this is just stupid to say otherwise. Sam Hartman is going to be your starting quarterback. And I hope that, that Buckner gets developed that more, better, to get him ready for the 2024, 2025 seasons. That's, that's how it's supposed to be at done. Right. This was supposed to be like, if, if, if Phil was supposed to be the man, right. If Phil was the man, this would have been Phil's last year. Right. If he would have chose not to go to the NFL. Right. Uh, who, uh, who, who, who yeah, exactly. My point is like Notre Dame got themselves out of the, out of a quarterback site. Like, they completely fucked themselves and how like the quarterback cycles go they completely ruined. And that's, that's on Tommy Reese for like only recruiting Drew Pine. Uh, only Drew one Pine. Only, it was one. It was, you followed one up Brandon Clark with only offering Drew Pine. Yeah. Yeah. That solid, solid, solid. So we need to get back to a better schedule of, of rotations. That's what this is about, man. And on the plus on the, like the awesome silver lining is, He's a really good fucking quarterback. He leads. He led the ACC in touchdowns. He's the all-time leader in touchdown passes in the ACC. We got a good quarterback coming into a system that has some good players. Regardless of what, regardless of what anyone's saying in the national media, I think you know within within the beat within the program, you look around at your wide receivers. I think everyone's pretty excited about the possibility of, right? Like I. Like we went from nothing to like, hey, there's something throughout the season, right? With multiple players. We do and that I, every year. I, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Right. But I mean, this year was even more so than that. I mean, because wide receiver was like, holy shit. And then yeah. you see a few guys step up, like Jaden Thomas was yeah. definitely, you know, on the on the top of my list for like, oh shit, here we go. Uh, but I mean, the, there is talent there to be used. They just need a guy to get it to them guy can see over the fucking line or at least guy not even see over the line guy can throw the ball over the line I mean, how much taller is bryce young than than drew pine an inch Better, is it a full inch Are you it, sure about I, that it's a full inch one yeah. inch all right well that one inch must make all the difference in the world i mean that 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 was my thought that's what too. your wife said oh uh the only notable takeaway the only notable takeaway from the event that shall not be named is that Bryce Young measured out what an inch taller than Drew Pine and all season long we had to hear about how Drew Pine was incapable of throwing to the middle of the football field because he was simply too short and me as an individual is watching guys like Bryce Young how, how tall is Alabama's offensive line compared to other names i would say they're as tall if not I taller mean, right I was, I was told if, that whenever he was about to throw, they would crouch down four inches. Uh, mm. 
I that's, mean, a, that's, that's a hell of a coaching job. Yeah. And they telepathy. See, they, yeah, it's they had eyes in the back of their head. And they also the defensive lines of who played against them also acquie, acquiesced. So, Bryce Young, so yeah, so, Bryce Young's combine height was five ten one eighth quarter inch. Massive human being. I, so I mean, thought, I mean, with him and Kyler Murray, it's like, so you couldn't throw to the middle of the field, Jupine? Is is that what I'm expecting to believe? Like Bryce Young's able to utilize all all areas of the field, being five ten, and uh, you know Kyler Murray is like five ten on stilts, and like Drew Pine <laughs> can't 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 reach the middle of the field he can't hit you know uh michael mayer across the middle against cal before tommy reese tells him to do his fucking job i mean right so yeah the point is notre dame's quarterback room has been fucked and it's been fucked for a long time and this isn't like this wasn't just a this wasn't just a tommy reese problem this has been a problem for a long time where the heir apparent hadn't been floating around i mean mean, who's the last heir apparent that worked out i mean Malik Zaire was the last heir apparent that looked like it was going to work out, and he got Texas game was broken. unreal. Yeah, and he ne- got broken never, against Virginia. He didn't look that great in the Virginia game, but no, he looked like, like shit in that Texas game or that Virginia game. But he got broken in it. So, I mean, yeah, it was yeah, not trending a, in the right direction in that Virginia game. No, it, no, it, it, the it the heir apparent, you're right, has not been a thing in South Bend. And maybe that's not ever going to be a thing again with the transfer portal. It, you know, it was, in the, was in the one week period between the Texas game and the Virginia game. I'd argue. Yeah. But. I would, I would say from the, uh, the music city bowl, it looked like it was going to work out. And then the Texas game, it looked like, Hey, Hey, this is a thing. And then, yeah, the, the going from Golson to Zaire to Kaiser, it looked like everything was in order. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, if you, if someone wants to make that argument that that was the last time, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Cause at least that was like, that was a room that was doable for sure. Uh, but I mean, overall, mostly Notre Dame has been operated on. We have this one guy and if he goes down, hold your butts. It's hold your fucking butts time. Which is, which uh, is why an NFL team should spend everything that they have, all of their assets to guarantee all the money to get uh, Lamar Jackson. Cause <laughs> he got a running quarterback. I'm going to, I'm going to cash all so, my chips. So yeah, so Sam have, Hartman's addition, addition to this team gives Notre Dame the ability to have the heir apparent still developing while they have, I mean, Kenny Minchie might be the truth. I like Kenny Minchie a lot. So like, can we really have a quarterback room that ends up developing Sam Hartman, like catapults, like, like he is your testosterone injection for that I hate, room. Like I hate sure Kenny that it goes right. He cut his hair. That was a that was that wasn't a smart move. Right. No, because he had he had phenomenal hair. He had Subway Domer People's Champion hair. Yeah, uh, I mean it would be like if Brennan Clark had, had shaved that mullet, which he didn't do. But no, no. In fact, he had that uh, he had that lined up right. Yeah, he had it lined Look, up I perfect. I have no hot takes on Lamar Jackson because my favorite team just paid uh, their quarterback forty million dollars. <laughs> Are you talking Vanilla Vic? Yeah. Vanilla, vanilla hey, vanilla. hey, what's what's his record inside ND Stadium, Jude? I want to know, I believe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Glad I was there to witness that. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, the, the I do not I do not fault Gino for saying what he said. He kind of has to. If he if he said anything otherwise, it'd, it'd either be 
a dick move and also just like strategically wrong. But it's going to be it's going to be we'll see tomorrow when the stories start coming out how people are talking about it, how it's being written about by uh, the other members of the beat. Nobody, nobody, realist, no, not one single person uh, in the media is going to believe that that's actually the case. I guarantee it. But what they write about it may differ from what they what they actually think about it, which would be a fucking shame. Just tell your truth. Speak your truth. Um, And my truth is that this is all bullshit. Sam Hartman's going to be the quarterback. It's fine. We all we all understand how spring football works, which is all, which is also like spring football is dumb to pay attention to. I love. Sorry, it just oh. it's dumb. Greg, I love you, but spring is the word, and you know it. You know I'm not wrong. All the good shit is the shit you can't see, which is fine. Like spring football is great for coaches and for the players. It is it is so like needed and it's so important to the football program. All of that is stuff that we don't get to see or touch or feel. And that's fine. But you just have to understand that. Like, we're not going to get the stuff that the, that that we that you want to get out of it. So talking it up as anything other than that is just stupid. Like, it's just, it's just a waste of time. We've seen it every single fucking year. There are storylines that come out that mean nothing for three or four months later. Absolutely nothing. But we're here for it. I mean, I, my biggest, the thing I'm looking forward to the most, honestly, and this, I don't know if this is going to be come off good or not, but I want to know who the hell bounces. Like there, there is a, there is a, a large number of players that still have to exit the roster. And so generally. When does know, these the guys, second transfer portal period start up? I think at the end of May. End of May. The maybe the beginning of May. So you wonder like who actually shows up to, to actually do spring football. That's going to bounce that knows that they're going to bounce. So they still going to go through all the practices or are they just going to on the opening day when they're not on the roster, they're not on the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've yeah, seen yeah. that before. We're like, hey, this guy's missing. Yeah, he's he's left the program. And that's the first time we've heard about it. That I'm sure we're gonna get a couple of those. You'll get a couple of guys that go through the that go through all the spring ball, realize they're not gonna be the starters or maybe even be in position to get a whole bunch of playing time. They decide to leave. This is what this is all that I really look forward to with spring football is start chiseling roster away at the churn, roster shirt over. Yeah. Yeah, well, nah, I guess the churn, the churn, the, the roster, the chiseling, churn. the chiseling of the roster. Yeah. It's that's it. I, I don't, there's no, I don't know if there's ever been a position battle ever won or lost in spring. Uh, well, besides kickers. No, hell, they're battling every week. Uh, Max Redfield lost his position in spring. No. For sure. Did he? Yeah, he wrote a whole story about it that we never published. Remember? <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> this is deep cuts. Yeah, yeah, that is a deep cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that for good reason. Um, God. that was some score settling uh, stuff right there. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty good, but. Uh, 
would not have uh, would not have advanced the ball, as we like to say. I I was all for publishing it. Speak your truth, but apparently the didn't want the truth out, which is fine too. Then keep it to yourself. Uh, but anyways, okay, I'll give you that, Jude. But typically, this is just the this is the prime, right? This is a prime primer uh, for football, for fall camp in August. Is Jude would like? Is that what you you want me to say, Jude? You want me to say fall camp in August? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I, Whatever. Right. So then, okay. So yeah. So this is. It is what it is. You know, this, we're going to have, they're going to have guys running in and out of the guard positions on the line, trying to figure that out. out. I mean, you already know the tackles are locked down, center's locked down. Who's going to play guard? The, that the, the battle starts now and it'll go into, it'll go into fall camp. They'll realize who the start, they'll have the starter set probably a week before uh, actual um, game prep starts going in for, for Navy, which is a fucking joke. Um, so actually the game prep for Tennessee state is that game two this year. Yeah. yeah. And then Central's uh, game three. Yeah. I would argue the wide receiver position has a lot to play for. I mean, with the right, but they're not, no one's going to, no one's going to win or lose a battle in the spring. No, no, no. That'll get cleared out in the, uh, the, the fall. But I, I think the blue gold game is going to have some, <laughs> no, no. I think, I mean, I'm looking forward to the blue gold game for the first time. And if, I mean, I'm actually, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by what looks to be a, a Tyler Buckner, Sam Hartman um, dichotomy, right? Well, no, I just want to see an offense that isn't Brian Kelly based for the first time in over a decade. That's true. Um, but I mean, you are going to have two, you are going to have, I would assume they're going to do it with the two quarterbacks uh, opposite sides, right? I think you assume too much. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, you know how it is. We don't know what spring, we don't know how we this do game not. is going We don't know if there's going to be a running clock. And we don't know if it's going to be offense versus and defense. They won't, and they won't tell you. The Stableford scoring system. Who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to know until about a week, week before the game for obvious reasons. I mean, depending upon how spring practice goes, is how they want. Is how yeah, you could have you could have injuries that that yeah, limit you things. Do all, all sorts of different things. So, but I, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think really know if I'd bank it being Buckner versus Pine uh, in the game. I mean, it could be. It could be, but I I don't. I don't know. Who knows? We've seen so many different versions of a spring football game. It's it's hard to say what what we're gonna get for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, receivers. Hey, you know what's funny? And I didn't think about this until today <laughs> is, is uh you know how far up on the on the list of uh of villainry has virginia tech got from me over the last few years based solely off their their entrance right yeah pretty high, pretty high i would say yeah 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 and like i've i've pissed off a lot of virginia tech i just think it's like we have a wide receiver transfer for virginia tech and our offensive line coach just came from virginia tech i'm not and i've don't know if I would ever think that would be a good thing, but I'm actually thinking that's a good thing. So that's pretty fun. It's you asking the ask them to take your hand off to Never Never Land. It's just monkey paw shit. 
Joshua, you better sleep. You better sleep with one eye open and clutching your pillow tight. (laughs) You don't need to go there. Uh, You know what else spring ball brings? Uh, rank everything. No, shitty t-shirt designs. Oh, God, yes. You know who doesn't have shitty t-shirt designs? Oh my God! Uh, Hopefield Apparel. The shirt. Oh, Hopefield Apparel. Hopefieldapparel. Use the code one foot. Save fifty percent off your first order. They're still dropping bangers uh, right now, and now all of a sudden they're in the hat game, uh, which seems like it, it was uh, inevitable. Um, and I, but uh, anyways, Hopefield Apparel. Hopefieldapparel.com. It is basketball season. March Madness for those that participate. Uh, definitely not Notre Dame men's basketball. But uh, all sorts of good stuff will come out. Um, it was just like it was magic last year, right, with St. Peter's. Uh, got a whole bunch of nice uh, nice peacock gear. Uh, it was just – that was classic. I mean – What do you think of the uh, the K-State jacket, the lavender jacket? Sweet. Dude, that's fucking dope. That's dope. Yeah, I think it's dope too. That's dope. Brendan, what would you think? Did you see it? Yeah, no, I saw it. I think it's I, – I think it's rad. I don't think I could pull it off, but I think it's awesome. But do you think – Nerdy ass Colin Klein could pull that off. Uh, the nerd. that that shade of purple. No, he probably he probably saw that shade of purple and went home and prayed. I think uh, asking for forgiveness that he laid his I eyes upon that, it. I was gonna say Colin Klein is not allowed to wear home field apparel because his wife works for Champion, right? So that's right. I think <laughs> I think if Fat Denard Robinson wanted to wear. That, Did, is that, that freaky or what? I sent it to every Michigan fan. We're, we're, we are gonna I we're know, gonna end this ad read. Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Fifty <laughs> percent off your first order. Look, all their shit's comfortable as hell. Uh, just go in and have some fun. You got birthdays coming up, uh, graduations. Kids are gonna be going off to different colleges all over the country. The best year you can get to everybody for a present is right there on that website. Go get them. Uh, and they will continue to just keep dropping more and more stuff. Hopefully we get back to uh, some nor- some newer Notre Dame stuff. But that's either here nor there. All right. Now, let's get on to Fat Denard. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. I, what sent, the fuck, I sent the picture the- you sent me to every Michigan fan that I knew. So and I, I don't know. Oh, you know what it was? It was just like everybody. Former Notre Dame commit, uh, Brandon Davis Swain. Uh, deep, uh uh, yeah, blue chip defensive end recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of Michigan, committed yeah. to Notre Dame. Was, like out of the blue, like Notre Dame staff wasn't even fucking like, like what he committed, and then he stuck around for a while. Then he ended up decommitting. Like it was just like, oh, okay, bye. Um, but uh, so he's been taking some trips, and this was his uh, picks uh, with Michigan. Uh, and I knew Denard was on the staff. That picture of him did not strike me as a Denard Robinson, but when I read the words Denard, I went, you gotta be shitting me. That man is living his best life. Uh, an all time Notre Dame villain for sure, but a villain I can, but, but a villain I can respect because number one, his game was fucking fantastic. And number two, he don't give a shit. That man is eating and he is eating good in the neighborhood. (laughs) couple of them there's a look it's just it's a good thing that 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 man learned how to walk his entire life without tying his shoes because he ain't tying his shoes now no you can't bend uh, over and reach up laces no hey 
I have problems with that myself. So trust me, well, I'm, I know I know the pain. That's that's uh, but one I, fat guy to another. Is that what you're saying? Oh my god, yeah, one fat fuck to another. <laughs> Holy smokes, dude! I the the sheer change in his body. He ran a four. He ran a four three two in the 2013 combine. A four three two. And the 2013 combine, and 10 years later, I don't think he could run. I don't think he could run a 14. A five. I don't think he, he could look, run a five. He looks like a fucking carpenter that just showed up on the job. <laughs> That's what he looks like, man. Like I, I oh. just couldn't believe it. I could not believe that it was the same Denard Robinson that haunt that still to this day haunts my. He is my bigger dream. than Mike Elston. Yeah, he's standing best right cooked. next to you in that picture. It's best cookies that got him, right? See, Mike's Mike's used to it. Like he like he eats one of Beth's cookies and then hands him out. Denard is eating the whole plate. I just, it's amazing. Uh, uh, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe when I saw Denard. I was like, is that like the only way I could tell it was him was the the fact that his shoes were untied. Well, that he's his name is on his hoodie on that pick. He's got like, it's like a blue collar. Like Harbaugh must be on his. Uh, factory bullshit again trying to be like eastern uh but it's got <laughs> i mean it looks like denard honestly god looks like he's he's uh bringing in your appliances from sears i i mean i just had a uh dishwasher uh installed and denard looked like he could have been the guy who was rolling it in i'm t- listen i did that <laughs> my uncle had a contract delivery business i had that hoodie with my with joshua in that font <laughs> 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 what I, what I, he's like about that, that shitty ass hoodie is that there's no Michigan fan that's like I want that hoodie, while Notre Dame fans are like every hoodie that a Notre Dame coach wears they're like, can we please have this hoodie? There and there's no way that hoodie is a Nike hoodie. No, 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 no. The but Elson's wearing special. I guess it had to find the, the whole picture. He's wearing the same one, yeah. Like so, you got this Nike and Jordan brand thing down. But you choose the Gildan brand hoodie uh, with. <laughs> I just love the fact on. that in the picture that you sent us, like Denard, Denard Robinson has cankles that look like they are exploding out of that shoe. It looks Whatever, like dude, that shoe is no, no. unable. Look to, at his hands, bro. Like, look at his, his hands. hands are huge. He's got cankles like Hillary Clinton. It is absurd that this his is the hands same literally look that ran for like, look like they're Andre the Giant's hands. And this Those hands is, are enormous. It's like dwar- it looks like a like a little Perrier bottle of uh, water that he's holding there, not like a normal. All I can think about is the um, the sheer amount of sliders that he's throwing down with those massive hands. I mean, this is a man that went for like 500 yards against Notre Dame in 2010 and Didn't shattered all of our dreams in 2011. Unbe- I mean, unbelievable speed. I mean, wasn't wasn't I, I could be wrong. He had a 97 yard touchdown right in that <clears> game. <throat> Nice. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he one of the guys he was, fr- isn't he from like, uh, Florida uh, for that, for that one area in Florida where they like, they run barefoot to chase rabbits and fields and shit. Wasn't that a story? I think so. And that's why I he doesn't think- tie his shoes. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is, this is an all time Notre Dame villain. And I just, I'm in love with them right now. I, I ain't gonna lie. This is a man living his best life. And, uh, <laughs> Totally transformed his body. He did. He did do that. Oh, God bless him. I think, is he, 
is he Michigan's quarterback coach? Is that what he is, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's a GA. I think he might be on the staff staff. Uh, let me check what his Wikipedia says that he is. Um, he is an assistant director of player personnel. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's why he's, that's why he's living that good life. He's in the office. He's got the free meal plan. Fuck yeah, he does. That's I mean, that's solid. No, much respect, Denard Robinson. Balloon, Denard Robinson. Much respect. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. I don't even know what else. I don't even know what else to say about that. That's just too much. Uh, were we were we talking about something else besides that? No, I think that's it, man. Okay. People are gonna be pissed. It's a short episode. Like I uh, I mentioned, um, you know, I said that we were gonna have uh, uh, three minutes on the combo. Oh, no. And yeah, and uh, I said we could do less. We and we did we do less. That's it. We do less. We did less. It happened. There was a thing. Yep. There was a thing uh, that I do not care about. I and I would have I would have had zero articles up on one foot down that had not been for the brilliant mind of Jordan Brown. Uh, but, but not the results. Uh, man, I, I just, it's just every year I just care less and less about the combine. Love the draft. Don't get me wrong. I love the draft. I love the draft too. Just as the much as anybody is, else. It ain't it. And draft talk is, is tough to get through for sure. And I usually hate the draft by the time we get to it. Uh, but I do enjoy the draft. Uh, but the combine just every year, it's, it's just worse and worse takes. And especially for college, like actual college football fans, like the nonsense that comes out of combine out of the combine is just Anthony uh, Richardson. Top, top overall pick. Can't wait. Can't wait for some NFL team to make. Don't, don't let any NFL fan that doesn't watch a whole lot of college football tell you you're wrong about whatever take you have. Even if you were fucking dead wrong, they don't know shit. They don't know shit. They don't know shit. I will definitely you be know. betting a big time on Anthony uh, Richardson being a boss in the NFL. Just, Oh, he's going to be a phenomenally. Huge okay. Boss. But in, in total disclosure, I also said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. So don't, don't take this to the bank. I, but. I, I'm glad you said, I said the same thing about Mahomes, but <laughs> Only because I, I I remember when he was drafted, just thinking system quarterback. Like I was confused why they took him so high because I was like, man, they can get him later. That's that's a system guy. Well, I thought who it was knows what like, going to do. I mean, I didn't think it at the time because Trey Lance came after him, but I thought like Trey Lance. I knew Trey Lance was going to be a bust. Was the same was the same vibe, which was just like I, I don't I don't get how the, this translates the NFL. The, so. the guy who I thought was going to be the biggest bust of all of them was uh like Rosen was the guy that I thought was going to be the biggest bust. And I mean, he was right. <laughs> we, we do. Well, because yeah. all of his stuff leading up to it, like when they were asking about stuff, it was all like, I'm not really that concerned about, you know, playing football or like football. I'm concerned about like social issues and like furthering. Like, it was like, no, you need to be like Tom Brady where you will, 
ruin your family to play football. If you're going to be good at the sport of football, I mean, just realize like it's the only thing you need to just care remember. About. Do you remember Bill Connolly writing literally like 50,000 words about how Josh Allen was going to be a total bust because he literally was so out of profile for any successful quarterback based on his college stats. And he like, and Connolly looked like a fucking genius for like two years. And now for two does years not, and well, but now it's up. circling back around. Cause I mean, Josh Allen has had multiple opportunities to get it done in the NFL playoffs. And he has, right. But he's, but, but he's still, he's getting, you know, it's not, it's, we're not talking like Jamarcus Russell, Dustin. No, it's not. No, which is where, which is where he is above. Yeah. Where which was where Connelly put him? He is an above average quarterback, but I don't think he is in the um, Mahomes uh, discussion of being like upper echelon, but not where yeah. Connelly had him, where he was like, he's going to be Carson Wentz. And it, look, he could still like improve great. I mean, no, there's yep. still more hope than ever for Josh. I mean, just to well, continue to get better. He's going to need to because defense is blown up, but uh, yeah. Getting blown up, but yeah, I mean, it, it, he's been better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was yep. going to be an absolute bust. He was a substitute I mean, passer, and he has not been that in the NFL. So I mean, it's just funny. I, I said I said the words Jamarcus Russell. Just think about the the absolute home run slam that was, right? Jamarcus Russell is this much better than Brady Quinn. Remember the debates about Quinn and Russell? And look, Quinn was a bust in the NFL too, right? Yeah. But nowhere near of the. <laughs> financial boss that, yeah. well, that's like saying Level i got up. i got an i got a d uh, d minus on my term paper but you got an f so ha 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 like uh, you know yeah uh, and insane. the draft capital spent on the first overall pick as opposed to what yeah. was when the 22nd 23rd something like that yeah right and of course it was cleveland i mean jesus of course it was because they they and, have an obligation to ruin notre dame quarterback and cleveland cleveland's head coach is out there he's on barstool talking about how running the ball doesn't matter Someone pointed that out to me today, and I'm just like, it's fucking Cleveland. Like, duh. That's a, he said that's a fallacy. You don't have to establish the run to throw it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's well, certainly a take. That's that, certainly a take. Enjoy um, guaranteeing all of your money to a uh, strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works let's out. See, for. Let's see if it works I, out for. I wonder if the I wonder if the, the defensive ends in the NFL are any good. No, no, they're not. They're not like the absolute most perfect specimens of human, uh, uh, you know, human physical performance. I, I don't think that there is a, a more perfect uh, example of, of human peak performance than an NFL defensive lineman, right? No, dude, they're fucking – they are animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean like – They are incredible. You, like all of them. All of them are just absolutely ridiculous. Like whether or not you're like on the the inside or outside, you are the peak of phys- physical performance, which was what makes the NFL so difficult. It's those defensive yeah. linemen are insane. Uh, yeah, it's a rough go for sure. Um, yeah, let's uh, we got a minute. Let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's make sure we get this in. Break uh, everything tonight, boys. I don't like online shopping as much as I used to. It's because Amazon has um, basically become just like a bunch of like cheap knockoff Chinese bullshit, right? Yeah. And like, 
So I was gonna I was gonna buy a uh I mean Red Bull's not a sponsor, so I can say I was gonna buy that uh, that Zoa. A guy a guy I know has just been singing the praises of that uh of that Yeah, that the Matt Zona. Zoa. Yeah, no, yeah. I understand Matt Zona. Yeah. The Matt Zona energy drink. Singing the praises of it, zero sugar, oh yada yada. Like, all right, I said, where, I said, where are you getting that at? I, said, I think I want to try that. And he said, I just got mine on Amazon. I'm like, all right. So I got on Amazon and I saw like a case was like 25 bucks. And I'm thinking, and I didn't really even really do any math. I just thought that seems high. No, that's reasonable. I don't know. I don't know. And that's my thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I know. What's, every time what's I two, time, Bull, what's two times 12? 24. 24. 25 is, is, is infinitely, you know, sensible. All right. Like I said, I didn't do any math. I just, but I just remember, like, anytime I go to, anytime I've gone to buy any kind of food product on Amazon, it's always higher than the grocery store. It's always been, for one reason or the other. Anyway, I don't know, man. I just, I've been getting, I'm, I've had to do a lot of fucking internet shopping lately, uh, with the boys in baseball, daughters in track, uh, kitchen renovations, trips that we have uh, that were going on that. Apparently, you know, every trip you go on, you have to have a whole bunch of new shit for some reason or another. Uh, all this other whole bunch of nonsense. It just seems like there's it's like fucking Christmas again. Like just packages just showing up at the front door. I just hate it. And I do miss the days sometimes of just walking into one building and having all of my needs and wants in one place, one walking space. And that is the American mall. Like I am a child. I, I graduated in 1996. So my peak mall experience was probably from 94 to 99, which is probably the, you know, the last peak of the mall era in this country. Right. So how much money does of yours, does Sam Goody have? <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. I just found a case of C, like one of those case logics that holds like 500 CDs. Oh wow! Just found just found one of those down in the basement the other day. Uh, they got a lot of money, but of course, maybe half of that was from the Columbia House. Five CDs for one. Is that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of those deals. Uh, but no, I just I I think I just kind of missed the whole. Like I need this, I'll go here, go here, go there, get it one done in one day. Some good eats. The mall always had a fantastic eatery. And listen, maybe maybe it's because I watched some clips from Mall Rats that I'm romanticizing the mall. Uh, as as I think a lot of people would probably say, good riddance. But I just kind of fucking miss it. And so tonight on Rank Everything, we're gonna rank our top five mall stores. Now, what is a mall store? Wetzel's process. Any, any store that's in a fucking mall, including the Anchors, which is the the bigger department stores. If that was your Sears, team, Sears, Von Mar, cool. Chasey Penny, yeah, yeah, what you're all going out. So I don't even know, like, what? Would, okay, let's do it like this. Let's your top five mall stores from your peak mall attending period. Okay. Okay. I can do this. I'll step up with the plate. Okay, step, swing. Suncoast Video, because that's oh. where I that's where I used to buy my animes. Okay. Um, 
Hot Topic because that's where I used to buy my weed <laughs> shit. I hate the people that work that work there. I hate the people that shop there. Only the people that have my my weeb shit. Um, Borders had a had a mall stand. Um, yep. I like Wetzel's pretzels because that's my go to food court item. Is I like uh, uh, the the soft pretzels specifically. I like it when they put them in the little nibs because that's where you get the most salt for your buck. And then my number five. Um, mall store is sam goody um because that's where i used to get my 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 compact discs as well as also some of my weeb shit and that's my five it is a solid five jude all right i'm ready i'm sorry i'm ready i'm writing mine down here Joshua, I need you to go first because I've got oh. four. I've got four, but I've got to figure out the, what the fifth one is. So, all right, so I'm in the same boat. I guess I still got to come up with a fifth, and I keep up forever with forever twenty one. So. It's forever twenty one, right? It's forever twenty one. <laughs> all right, so let me let me talk about my. Four. It's clears. It's clears. Talk about my four, and we'll maybe we can figure out what my fifth one is. Um, I spent an obscene amount of money at Abercrombie and Fitch. When I was uh, in high school and college, absolutely obscene amount of money. Um, Never uh, ended up buying cologne from there. Ended up buying bracelets from there. Literally the stupidest shit. Um, You know, I still wear a pair of shorts that I had from Abercrombie and Fitch from 2003. Really? Yeah. Because they're good quality. Well, well, one, they're cargo shorts, of course. Of course. And they're good quality and they survived this entire time. I've, I've had like shorts and pants that I've just burned through and they get holes, but my Abercrombie and Fitch shorts to this day, last for, 20 years later still last and I still wear. Yeah. I still, I still drop an obscene amount of money at with Abercrombie now just online. Cause I'm going to get a lucky bit on a dirty little secret. Abercrombie kids clothes are number one, they're great quality. Number two, they're pretty fucking affordable and they got a lot of sales it's not, it's not a bad, like you're not, it's, it's not as high price as some other shit. Uh, and it lasts longer than like old Navy stuff. And so with my kids, that's a, for, with my boys, especially that's important. So I, I, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a crappy account. <laughs> we buy so much shit from there. Fascinating. Um, I, when I was growing up, the we I mean, we did a ton of border stuff, but when I was growing up, it was Walden Books. Um, that's where I got the new Calvin and Hobbes when it would come out every I mean, what was it every year, every six months? Um, but basically saved up all of my birthday and Christmas money just to get um, my, you know, the books that I wanted. Definitely knew which section to find my mom in and uh just spent an obscene amount of time in Walden books. Sam Goody, uh, we you know mentioned before, uh, got totally um, so much of my money. I remember uh, getting. Um, it, first of all, I, I got things on cassette because I didn't want to spend the money on CDs because I thought CDs were too expensive. So I used to get things on cassette, and then I got tired about flipping the uh, the tape over. So I did go for the CDs. And I eventually inve- invested in. Uh, skip- I love how that's the that's the thing that got you turned. Yeah, I uh, de- uh, eventually invested in a uh, CD player with skip protection that had the little cassette adapter, so I could put it in my car. And every time you went over a bump, if the skip protection wasn't on, which would kill the battery, by the way, um, you got your CD skipped. 
Um, uh, I th- number four is Auntie Anne's. Uh, I am a big like let's stop and get a let's stop and get a pretzel midway through. Like um, there's an orange Julius across from my Auntie Anne's. I love the uh, the good old one two combo of the Auntie Anne's and the orange Julius. Um, and so I think the last one I'm gonna do just because um, it amuses me, I guess, is Brookstone. Because I spent so wow. much time in a Brookstone not buying a goddamn you, you thing. Went, you, you went airplane catalog shopping in the mall. Yeah. I literally lived to see how long I could sit in those comf- comfy-ass chairs before some snooty uh, guy came over and was like, can I help you? Um, Brookstone had all sorts of gizmos and gadgets that I loved to check out and could actually never afford. So I, I did love, uh, you know, running through there every once in a while. So in lieu of a, a fifth one, I could think of that, that one, uh, I'm going with that one. So that's a solid list. I'm actually, I got my, I got my five and none of them were food, which is actually pretty fucking surprising. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, just like the food court in general, like Chick-fil-A didn't exist in Fort Wayne forever, uh, except for inside the mall. There's a little, there's a little spot there. That was, that was it. But anyways, that's a solid list. Uh, the, the Brookstone was a curveball. I wasn't expecting, but, <laughs> but it makes sense, but it makes sense. It makes total right? sense. Like how many times um, did you walk by that place and you're just like, damn those damn that little thing looks fun and you know it'd always be some toy that really had no business being sixty dollars but you still wanted it you still wanted it really badly so yeah and brendan what was the name of the mall that you went to the most briarwood it, mall it was briarwood okay yeah jude what's the name of your mall oh um you know, I think it was just called the Hackettstown Mall. I'm, that's a great question. I I can't. I don't remember what it was actually called. That's just that's just for our our listeners in case you're you know living up in that area. You know exactly. exactly yeah, I think, I think it was just talking. the Hackettstown Mall. So okay, spent a lot of time at that movie theater. Okay, so I will uh, I'll go next. And I am ex- exclusively Glenbrook here is what I'm talking about. Uh, Southtown Mall in Fort Wayne was pretty much dead in the water by the time it was a uh, peak mall experience for me. Um, R.I.P. Southtown Mall. I think about Nard sits there now. Um, <laughs> and also uh, Jefferson Point, which is uh, a little fancier, um, kind of the outside style mall type shit. That was after peak mall period, too, um, which is that's dying out as well, too. I've seen a, last time I was over there, I've seen a shitload of stores gone. Uh, but mine, Glenbrook. Glenbrook is one of the one of the biggest malls in the uh, tri-state area. Um, and it was just, it was the, the spot. They used to have a, used to have a, a skating rink, uh, which was, then they got rid of that and put it in a carousel. And that's how, you know, things were dying. Uh, Cause you'd have like the skating rink and there was a, there was an arcade back there. It was kind of dark. It looked kind of sketchy back there. Um, <laughs> it's pretty dope. But anyways, so uh, my number one store in that mall is was probably just a, a, I don't know if I've ever seen it anywhere else called 29th street in urban. And we would just fucking, it, it was kind of a, I mean, it was the nineties, man. It was, it was skaterific alt rock kind of style place. Um, and they just had the best t-shirts I mean, they had, 
they just had all sorts of cool shit. My, we talked, we talked about our love of home field ringer shirts. 29th street in Irvin had, that's where I bought all my ringer t-shirts that I've probably ever owned. Um, it was just, a, it was a fun store. had a lot of cool shit in it. Um, uh, basically, yeah, the buckle. <laughs> it, it's funny now. Cause I, I will make fun of the buckle anytime it is brought up, but I spent a lot of money there. They were the only ones that had lucky brand jeans, um, which were like kind of a thing, uh, back then. Uh, but also, uh, my best friend, uh, uh, end up hooking up with a, with a girl that works there in the, uh, in the changing room. She, uh, she asked if he needed help and she just, just like, uh, just like a certain movie starts. She just followed him right on into the, to the changing room and things happened right there. Moret, Moret. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just, well, it's lucky. Isn't, didn't, uh, didn't the lucky, uh, lucky brand jeans, didn't they say you're getting lucky when you zipped them down on the zipper? Or at least the girls jeans did. Maybe the girls. I don't remember that ever being on a pair of my lucky. I, I don't think it was on a pair of men's jeans, but I, it was definitely yeah. on jeans. Oh, I don't know if I hooked up with any girls that were wearing lucky jeans to remember that, nor would I care what their jeans said, I think, uh, at that time. Uh, <laughs> yep. If you zip down women's uh, jeans. Was it really? I did not lucky, know that. It said lucky you. On, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the buckle will always remain keen because that was uh, – that was something else. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, as much money as you spent at Abercrombie, I probably did the same at American Eagle. Uh, Fort Wayne didn't have uh, an Abercrombie for the longest time. In fact, first time I went to an Abercrombie store was at the Briarwood Mall uh, when I was going to school at Eastern, and I was blown away then, Brendan. I was I was mesmerized by the by the plaid carpeting, the uh, the scents, the whole the whole fucking night, and that was before. Abercrombie went full half naked models uh, rolling around where you weren't so uncomfortable walking around a store, but American Eagle there in Fort Wayne, just, they had the best flannels uh, again, nineties. It was either your dad's flannels from the 1970s or the new ones at uh, American Eagles, what you wore um, Pacific coast sunwear. was another one again, uh, kind of a, kind of a skater surf shop. Yeah. Billabong shirts, uh, uh, the sunglasses, I mean, hookah shell necklaces, if, if you're into those kind of things, um, you know, that whole, that whole fucking vibe. Um, and it was just, it was big. There was a, the thing about like the difference between Pacific coast sunwear and like 29th street and urban was just the sheer size of it all. Like it was just massive. And again, like, and you throw the buckle into that too. Like these stores were not far off from each other. It was about the same kind of shit, but it was just Pacific Coast Sunwear was just massive, had all sorts of good stuff in there. Um, and you didn't have like, I don't know, you'd have people breathing down your neck in there, which I appreciated. Uh, what else? What else? Do I got, I was four. Uh, so oh, I thought, I thought of a legit fifth here. So keep going. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure how legit this is because it actually closed down while I was in high school. Um, like I think my senior year, but I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it was at any other malls. I don't know if this is a, called merry-go-round. You guys remember a merry-go-round? No. So like, do you remember IOU sweatshirts? No. I don't think so. IOU sweatshirts and like Adidas sweatshirts were like the status symbols for a while. You know, they were all like, 
you know, in 1993, these were like $90 sweatshirts. Uh, and Merry-Go-Round had all the IOU ones. They had all sorts of different styles of it. And uh, I think they did bum too. So a lot of bum shit. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, so and they just, I mean, they, it wasn't a massive store, uh, but it was in a good spot. It was on the second floor, like the Rotunda area, or like right above the, uh, the ice rink, which is like the center of Glenbrook kind of in a way. Um, it branched off to different places, but uh, it was it's in a, it was in a quality spot there, across from the Cody Cottage and Orange Julius and all that. Uh, but it was just it was a good spot. It had you know had that kind of stuff in there, and I just remember that. I'm not sure how legit that is for me, but um, but like you know I back before Macy's bought them out, it used to be LS Airs, but it doesn't matter. LS Airs, Macy's, the same French lady, and I think she still works there now. And if you're from the foreign area and never bought bought cologne from LS Ayers or Macy's, you know who I'm talking about. The French lady that works down there knows fucking everything there is about cologne. I mean, everything, any, any good pick I had, any good set I had, and used to be kind of like our thing. Like we, once a month, we, <laughs> me and a buddy of mine, we'd go there and let her like pick out a new cologne for us. Uh, she, she was just awesome. Uh, that was a, that was a good time. So, Shout out to her. I think she's still working there. So I, it took me a while to remember where I had spent so much money on fitted hats. I was obsessed with fitted hats when I lids? was here. No, we did not have lids. We had champ no. sports. Oh yeah. Yep. And I spent so much time in champ sports walking around thinking about which, which team I was going to get next um, I think the first one I got was at the Baseball Hall of Fame was the Florida Marlins. And then oh, yeah, you did. And then I got like the Padres. And I, I just some of those hats I wore out so bad. I mean, they were just so I mean, ripping out the stitching so that it would fit more of a low profile than having it like popped up in the front or whatever. And just spending so much time just wearing in those hats the way that you wanted them so they fit perfectly. And of course they were wool so they just they smelled terrible if you got them wet. Oh yeah, this was back this that was back before the the stretch era as I like to call. When yeah. when you got a fitted hat, motherfucker was fitted. It wasn't it wasn't a couple of different people could wear that same yeah, size. It was Yeah, you were I was uh I think it was 7 and an eighth. And my dad was like 7 and three quarters or something or seven and seven eights. It was crazy. So that's funny. My, my dad just dropped off. Uh, <laughs> so like dad doesn't do Christmas anymore for a funny reason. And I'm not going to get that on the podcast cause uh, it's, it's too good. Uh, but he's, <laughs> he said that uh, for the, for the kids' birthdays, every other kids' birthdays, he's going to get everybody gifts since he's not going to do Christmas anymore. Which is okay, you know what? You don't have to do anything, but do you want to do that? Okay, uh, God, I, I want to tell you guys a Christmas story so bad. But anyways, but yeah, he dropped off legit fitted hats for the boys, which is just so I just had never even thought of like buying them like a real, like size fitted hat. Like uh, it's always been, you know, the stretch ones or the or the uh, or just a velcro, the velcro style snapbacks. But I thought that was that was fun. They bought got you know so there's a. Mets and a freaking Yankees ones floating around here. Yeah, never, yeah cool. Yankees was one of the teams I never owned because I just would never have worn it. Just would have never worn it. Good for it. you. Good for you. 
You're better than uh, at least half of Josh's sons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I was thinking about that today. Like that, that is a matter. Like my, the oldest sports team that I have loved is the tigers. Like that. My first love (laughs) was baseball. And your feeling is that both of your sons in basically Indian Ohio border are New York national and American league fans. No, what failed me was that a fucking Detroit Tigers franchise and their fucking failure. Listen, I grew up with, with Damian Easley and Tony Clark and miserable Tigers baseball and still managed to keep my allegiances. Hey, so, Hey, so did I, I mean, my God, I mean, I, I had the, you know, I had the, the mid to late eighties. And why is it? Which, and, and, and what's Dylan's thing with the Mets? I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get what the uh, Mets. Oh, you, well, you got to understand Dylan. If Ryan likes something, he's going to, he takes the villain side. So he, Ryan likes the Yankees. So what's only natural that he was going to take Red Sox. No, but he was, he, he wanted same city. He wasn't going to get kicked out of that city just because of Ryan. Fuck Ryan. <laughs> like this is, this is Dylan's mindset, dude. Like he's, he's a bastard. And so, you know, and Ryan took the Yankees because I didn't like him. Like he, Ryan will do any. So basically, Ryan, Dylan is what Ryan is to me. You know what I mean? Like, I he's gonna take the opposite. So I was a Tigers fan, but like, nope, he was taking the Yankees, and they were, you know, they win and they got a big series. And really, I blame the fucking Sandlot for it all. It was it wasn't until he watched the Sandlot, and then after that, he wanted to know everything there was about Babe Ruth. And then from yeah. then it was, it was over with. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't compete. I couldn't tell him that Ty Cobb was a better person than Babe Ruth. I mean, they're basically both not good human beings. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bambino had a better name than the, than the Georgia beach. So anyways, but yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Like the Tigers are my first baseball's our first love. Tigers are my first love. And both sons go fucking sprinting uh, the other way. I mean, at least they're not Cleveland fans or worse White Sox fans. That would, that would be hard to take. It's like if either one of them became like Chicago bears fans, which I think Ryan was for like a couple weeks because his uncle is, and he watched the game with him once and thought he was a bears fan because Mitch was a bastard uh, and was trying to turn my own son against me. But at least they've, they've stuck to Notre Dame through it all. And that's all I could ask for. And especially in this, in the four one nine with all these Michigan and Ohio state people so walking around for. it's, it, that was a hard enough battle. If they want to cheer for the, if they want to cheer for, for teams that actually try to win pennants, then good on them. They're smarter than I am. Fuck. I can't, I, and now I got to deal with Scherzer and Verlander being on the Mets this year. This is just enjoy that. Yeah. Well, just wait till my wife ends up buying that, uh, that breaking tea hoodie with Scherzer and Verlander on it for him. Yeah. With both of them. Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> that whole 2014 rotation. Are you kidding me? Uh, so yeah, so that's our mall, our mall roundup. Now there's also, God, I just I can't remember some of the names of some of those places, Jude. Like the little kiosks that would la- uh, be, yeah. be there for a couple of years, they disappear. It took like, me a really long time. To think, 
to think of the name of the pizza place uh, that I used to eat at all the time. In Sbarro's. The uh, we did have a Sbarro's. <laughs> that's, an aus- that's an authentic New York slice. Uh, we had, did you guys ever have Blimpy subs? Yeah, Blimpy, Blimpy subs. We had those at, uh, at uh, Central. We had those in the... Yeah, that was definitely in our mall, but uh, the name of the pizza place was called Mama's Pizza, and uh, it was was near the wall and the Sam Goody, so, you know, I I ate there a lot. I ate there a lot. Hey, true story, Jude. Our senior class took a class trip to to New York City. Okay. And the first pizza joint that we ate at? No. Fucking fucking Sbarro's. Ugh. And even at that age, appalled. That would be, that, I like Sabaro's be... pizza. I don't care what anybody says. No, I like Sabaro's pizza too. But to go to New York City, that you place you've never been before, real New York and slice, is, and it's famous for what? A lot of things, but one of them is the New York slice. And to go to fucking Sabaro's, like Michael well, Scott. I, our educational system failed us that day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plus that and uh, sneaking into a peep show. <laughs> do they still have those in New York City? Um, they do, but do they not really? Like, it, yeah, but it's not like it used to be. I mean, forty seconds. Oh my god! Walk up and down, but then they got Disney fied. So. Oh my god! I got. I still have like a handful of like of the toke of the of the uh, peep show tokens <laughs> from that trip. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, that was a fun show. I hope you got all of your. I hope when you were defending us and saying we were great Notre Dame uh, podcast that you you bared with us as we talked about Notre Dame for about what twenty five minutes maybe. More than that. It's I mean, spring, the, man. We'll we'll get Q to it. Q and A session was all Notre Dame talk. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, and the the off season will have plenty of. We're better than everybody else. In the off season, it's not even close. So it'll all be good. Um, before we get to uh, to what we got left, I do have a couple of things to drop. Um, Jade Mickey, uh, Jade Mickey's mom is uh, suffering. She got stage four colon cancer. I've had a couple of stories up on the site um, about that. I had a, one was a GoFundMe for her. The other one was Jade Mickey wrote a freaking book, y'all. Um, and it's geared towards kids. I think, I think the ages were like, maybe like fourth, fourth to eighth grade or something like that. Um, and it sold out, of course, the paperback did, you can still buy it for a Kindle, but all proceeds for that goes to help, um, help his mother. Who's, you know, is, like I said, is battling stage four colon cancer. Um, so if you didn't see that on the site, well, not maybe, uh, maybe run over there and, and, you know, drop a few bucks, um, help them out. I am just, uh, I mean, I was pretty impressed. You know, the fact that this guy wrote a book, I just, this is, it's a college freshman. It's just like, yep, I'm going to sit down and write this book here. So, you know, I, NIL stuff aside and all that, nothing really to do with it. I'm just saying that's, it was impressive to me that they did that and, uh, and the reasoning for, um, so do what you can. Um, also, uh, Todd Burledge, a uh, writer from uh, Blue and Gold Illustrated. His wife passed away after her battle of cancer. Um, there is, uh, if you go on, I think Mike Singer's uh, Twitter account, 
has a GoFundMe there as well for uh, for Todd's wife, Tracy, um, Fort Wayne native. Uh, she was 53 when she passed away. Um, you know, just cancer is still a plague upon mankind. Um, it affects everybody. And look, it's it's not easy for any family to deal with it. Um, so if, you, if you're so inclined and you can help out, um, you know, any anybody there is just uh, I encourage you to do so. So. All right, Jude, what do you got left in the tank? So I just want to give a quick update. Um, Notre Dame still is handling uh, Duke well, even though Duke is still a pretty good team in the uh, in women's lacrosse. So they beat them uh, last Saturday. And then this Saturday, um, the ACC March of Death continues with uh, a game against Syracuse, actually, at noon uh, at, at the JMA Wireless Dome, which the other day when I went, it was just the Ma, Ma Dome. So the what the uh, Madome Madome. Yeah. You didn't see my picture. They hadn't put up the J part yet. So it just said Madome. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I said, well, I thought it was funny. I, I said, I wonder if they serve meatloaf there. So <laughs> uh, well, you got me now. <laughs> so, and I also, uh, I also secured my tickets for the uh, the WNBA preseason game in Toronto, and uh, I'm going to go watch Marina Mayberry on her new team, the Chicago Sky, against the uh, the Minnesota Irish, which is uh, Kayla McBride, Jessica Shepard, Lindsay Allen, um, uh, is it Destiny Walker? Uh, um, who else is on that team? Just, they they own every single uh, Notre Dame player. It seems like on the Minnesota Lynx. So um, there's there's five. Oh, Natalie Chanwa, but she's not playing because she's pregnant. So um, so you're saying yeah. these are the chart. This is the WNBA's version of the Chargers. This is the WNBA's version of the Chargers. Yeah, if you want to root for WNBA team and you like Notre Dame, root for the Minnesota Lynx because although they're not the best team, they're kind of a midfield team or whatever. They got. Nellie Chonwell, Lindsay Allen. Um, they're not, in tr- they're not in trouble for, uh, Pride, for money uh, my, dots, my Dotson, not destiny Walker, my Dotson. So, um, and, uh, Jackson Shepard. So they're not in trouble for, for money laundering. That's how you, <laughs> that's how you know you made it as a league is when one of your teams is cheating, uh, to pay their players more. That's fucking fantastic. And I'm speaking yeah. about Las Vegas, by the way. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're, we're there collusion. So, I love it. And of course, Mark Davis is involved, which I absolutely love. So, yeah, I mean, and don't don't think bad of this. This is just shit that like went on, like with like the NFL in the 1940s, shit like that. I mean, it's just it's just the evolution of a sports league. OK. It's all good. All right, Brendan, what do you got left in the tank? He ran out of gas, apparently. Well, maybe he had a baby emergency or a uh, baby toddler <laughs> emergency. He's not, they don't have babies anymore. They're toddlers. Right? Maybe he was, maybe he's just fiending for the, uh, for the corned beef. Oh, he's like, I can't sit here. I can't sit here talking anymore. Front. I got a whole, I got a whole Tupperware container full of corned beef. Just sit there waiting on me. Too funny. All right. Uh, well, that's, I think that's a fucking wrap. Hope Andy grad 76 enjoyed the, the slaying that he took for the first hour of the show. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, like I said, I love it. I, I lo- 
love it when we get trashed because I know uh, there's plenty of people out there that'll that'll just trip over themselves to uh, to defend us and their right to have fun, uh, which is what this is all about. And we'll get there. We'll get there. We didn't even like we didn't even talk about uh, Notre Dame the shirt, you know, the shirt, which was kind of on the docket as we as we about to hit record here. So we will get which we have plenty of time for that. Uh, and Brendan's insane dedication to it all. Uh, but uh, yeah, plenty of stuff going on. Notre Dame hockey season's over. Michigan State is a ruiner of of things. Uh, the season sweep up in Lansing meant Notre Dame had to do a bunch of winning, uh, which they were doing. And then you met Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament, and they take the best two out of three. So you're one in four in the last five games against Sparty. That's why Notre Dame is not in the NCAA tournament. It's, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. Uh, men's basketball, finally over. Uh, they lost in like the shittiest of ways, too. That that foul they called on Zona was terrible. He's fallen. You can't keep calling. Anyways, uh, but it was what it was. Mike, Mike, the Mike Bray era is over with. No matter how you feel about Mike Bray, whatever. Um, it is time to move on. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, but Jude, Notre Dame men's lacrosse had a big uh, triple overtime win against Maryland. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty big deal. So things, you know, st- still has some things going on this uh, this spring. Notre Dame women uh, collapsed uh, in the ACC women's tournament. Obviously, the the loss of uh, of Olivia Miles was just too much. I mean, it was it was bound to happen. I mean, it just your starting two guards for the from the season are both out. I mean, Mabry's done for the season, and who knows about Miles? I've that is the most confidential injury report I've ever seen. Um, and I thought ESPN did a really shitty job in in questioning uh, Coach Ivy about that. Um, but anyways, but Notre Dame's still I am possibly a three seed in the uh, NCAA tournament, so. We'll definitely be cheering that on and see what happens there. Hopefully, Olivia Miles is able to come back. I, again, who knows? We we know nothing. Uh, she said after the weekend, and there was no update after the weekend. So maybe that's not the best news. I think that pretty much covers it, right? We'll have the fencing national championships coming up soon. <laughs> Try to go for a, a three-peat. I, uh, I'm going to – Sword action? I'm, I'm going to Cleveland next weekend. So if you have any recommendations on um, places I, that would be fun for a eight year old to go see besides the national history museum, which we're definitely going to hit up. Um, let me know. Everyone's suggesting the rock and roll hall of fame. I'll tell you right now, my son has no interest in the rock and roll hall of fame. I would love to go to the rock and roll hall of fame, but it's not in the cards. So Cleveland rocks though. Hmm. It does rock. It rocked a lot better when the flats were awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been, it's honestly been a hot minute since I've been that way. You know who, so, you yeah. know what, uh, OFD or Lauren, she's from around that, she's from around that area. Oh yeah. Right. She I mean, might, she might have the, space. Lauren, maybe she's got some wrecks. I bet she would. Um, make sure you mentioned that you'll have your kids with you though. Because I'm pretty sure yeah. she'll tell you about yeah. 20 different microbreweries. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like microbreweries. Like, uh, my yeah. I don't know. 
Although that could be a solid trip too. You know, in Ohio, your kid can drink at a Watch bar. Watch Dad you. get pissed at this bar. I think that's still a rule. I think your kid can still drink with you at a bar in Ohio as long as they're within arm's reach. Some arcane rule like that. So I'm going to test that out here soon with Ryan. Like he's going to have a tough this this summer. He has a tough outing, a little <laughs> little league pitching. I'm just going to go right up to the bar. Like this is how a man handles defeat, son. <laughs> it's called Paps. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> Oh, man, I've got a kid. Yeah, then you'll learn how to come home to an angry woman because Carrie would beat my ass for that. So, <laughs> let, me, let me teach you how to take a punch, too. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, and Brendan did, uh, did, did put a little note in there. I got to scoop Charlotte's up, so uh, that makes sense. Uh, what's, what's the tie there? Yep. Yeah, them, always them kids, man. Always them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I, <laughs> I love Charlotte. Funny is the, well, what's funny is the outrage people have when you say it, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. So you must not have kids uh, if you're outraged by anyone saying fuck them kids because you just don't know. You know. Yeah. You know, you know. All right. For Jude and for Brendan and for Charlotte. And for everybody over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening, and as always, go Irish. <laughs>